The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 95 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colotti, at Gelati, LOL, on Twitter. With me tonight, we've got John George at the Esports Plug. How we doing, everybody? Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. And joining us shortly will be Chris Chung, but uh, we need to get this show on the road just because we had some scheduling conflicts going on tonight. So he'll be joining us shortly. He'll be hopping into this. So... John's joining us from Riot Games customer service over here. I've been in, I've been in line for a while. It's been it's, it's hell around here, but uh, <laughs> I expect to be able to finish the show before I get uh, attended to. Oh man! So we got LPL started back up again this week. We talked briefly about what would be happening with it uh, last week, but we we're back in the thick of things in the LPL, and we are officially in all four leagues going mode, like full on, full schedule, and everything. And we're actually we got some three game slates going on on Saturday and Sunday in the LPL. So a couple news things to touch on, and then we're just going to dive right into the slate. No funny business this week. We got a lot of games to get through, and uh, you know some interesting conversations as well. So, uh, first of all. We now know why TN is back playing with FPX, and unfortunately, I hate to open the show on a down note, but we had another match-fixing scandal in the LPL, so that makes two in two years, which is more than, you know, we, the, the China's had some issues with this in the past, but a lot, like, many years ago, I mean, that we know of. And uh, that's now two in back-to-back seasons, which is not a good look, but uh, apparently Bo... As the story goes, the news was reported, Bo was coerced into uh, match-fixing an LDL match Yep. Uh, in 2020, and you know, as, as it's reported, has come forth and essentially turned himself in. Now, we don't know, essentially, like, what that is. We don't know if that was just people finding out and saying that, you know, you're better off just admitting it than denying it or whatever, but yeah, uh... We had way on last year, obviously. Uh, the memes flow forever, but it's a pretty serious situation. And uh, I don't know. At some point, you've got to have. I want to say you got to have like. There's a competitive integrity issue with it. Like it's that simple. Like I, I don't know how much money's changing hands in these Asian markets or whatever to to like make this kind of thing profitable. But it makes sense for somebody. Any thoughts on this, guys? Like, I don't really know what else to say. Like, it's like there needs to be like so, there is a competitive integrity like board. Like, Riot's got something like that. I don't know how far reaching they go, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like you say. I mean, until the sport's big enough that the the people that are trying to fix the matches can't afford to pay someone well enough to take them off of their, you know, to take them off of their position, then it's something that you're going to see everywhere. I think. I think it's a problem in a lot of uh, in a lot of sports and a lot of esports, especially below the pro level. Yeah. I hate to see it the most when it happens at the pro level because that means that 
even the professionals don't feel like they're making enough money or they need yeah. money from the outside like this, and it's the highest level of the game. In CSGO, I think it's kind of – it's been a problem for a long time, but it's always at Tier 2 or 3, yeah. usually like Tier 3 where it happens. So, you know, hopefully it continues to go away as the game grows and more money flows in and yeah. people are making more money, but you were all, we're probably always going to hear about it every once in a while. Josh? Yeah, it's unfortunate, but like John said, I think it's just going to be something we're going to have to deal with. I don't think there's anything you can do about these situations. Uh, people will probably get a lot of contempt if they lost money on a certain situation and, and now they say, well, well, maybe there was some funny business involved. Like, yeah, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. that could have been the case, but these are things that we're never going to be able to predict ahead of time, and we just got to hope that enough things are done. Hope yeah. that... What Vince is talking about, the Riot Games Competitive Integrity Board is a lot better than their customer service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for those unaware, he was on E-Star Young when this happened, so I would assume that they're going to face some kind of penalty at some point for this as well. There's probably some kind of investigation going on now that it's out there, so I would assume that that's what's going to happen here. But All right. There's Chris Chung joining us. We are just getting into the first bit of news here, Chris, but thank you for hopping in. And uh, awesome, yeah. I am. I am back like Tian's back, and then I'll be gone again. <laughs> oh, so the other part of this news that we didn't that we didn't discuss is FPX. I actually just found this out today. FPX added another jungler. So I let me pull it up because I totally forgot. To tag this one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, from their academy, to, uh, actually, yeah. It was from their academy team. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking Rogue Warriors support, who is not who it was on their academy. Anyway, I got all confused because I was writing on Rogue Warriors today. But yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, new um, that jungler is from FPX Blaze, correct? He is from their challenger team. Yes. Yes. All right. So at least familiar with the players a little bit. So yeah, sucks. Bo looked really, really good when he was playing too. Looked like they might have had something there, but. I think it's doubtful he ever plays again, but you know who, who knows. We'll find out. They got to investigate it first. Uh, speaking of rosters, we've got Pobelter. Looks like he's going to be playing this week. Uh, RJS is not on the media availability list and played in Academy tonight, right? Like he's so. Josh, you look like you had something to correct me on there. Oh no, I was just you know it'll be nice for CLG to actually have a mid laner in their cool. games this weekend. I didn't think RJS was that bad, but I didn't think he was. He had like the the, the what was it the Oriana game he played that went to like fifty minutes and they ended up losing to Golden Guardians. He was pretty good in that game, but CLG about... has this this problem where their academy team sucks and their LCS team sucks. Just like and Golden it's Guardians. like pretty yeah, it's pretty hard to fix it. Like you can't really. I mean, it's not like Poe Belter's been a stud in in academy. All you can really hope for is that. He was kind of unhappy with Coasting. the situation and maybe not giving his full effort in Academy, and maybe we'll see his full effort now. But it's tough. Uh, like, their roster, neither one of their rosters is doing well. That's uh, It's a bad look for CLG. I still am long on this team a little bit. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that they're going to, like, win the split or anything like that, but I do think that, I mean, this might not happen until after the first split. You know, technically it's all counted as one season, but, like, I think once we get to the end of this split and then maybe into summer, I do think they're going to be pretty good. Like, even if you downgrade Pobelter from his career performance a little bit, like, just, I don't know, 
you know, bring him down a little bit just for age, wear and tear, like performance, whatever you want to call it. Like, even if you bring him down a little bit, the rest of this team looks good enough to me to at least be like in that conversation for a playoff spot, like in that six to eight range. I don't think they're going to be bottom of the table. And no, I mean, I think they're, they're probably right about where you're talking about. I think somewhere in that like five to eight range and, and should be better than they are now for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about them in a little bit. The other thing was, uh, this was a request from a friend of mine, Adam, a frequent listener of the show. Uh, Run Seal, the casual esports amateur league, in case anyone's wondering or wants to get into a league and play with their friends or with teammates. Uh, highly encourage checking that out. I've talked about them on the show before, but uh, you know they'll be starting up a new season probably in like a month or two. But you can go check them out. Uh, free plug there. But uh, he wanted to know our thoughts on this whole Epic Skillshot situation. Uh, if for those that don't know, Epic Skillshot is a YouTube VOD uh, channel where the guy had, like, a really, really, really extensive library of pretty much, like, all the major regions, every game, more or less, back to, like, Season 2. So, apparently Riot Korea, I don't know if it was, like, reported, or I don't know how this goes, but apparently the LCK was not cool with having the VODs up, reported it to YouTube, and YouTube had to strike the channel. So they're in, like, right now they're in a situation where they're discussing, like, how this is moving forward. For my money, it's the most organized and well-kept library of games that there is. I don't like look, it's copyright infringement. That's like the that that's like straight up what's going on here. Like Riot owns this. It's 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 their IP. He's making money off of it advertising on there. I don't know how much money, but he is making money and you just can't do that. That said, doesn't it just make more sense to, like, hire him if he's doing this anyway and just put the Riot name on it? Like, why did, like, War, even better than that, Riot, Riot could make some more money off this. Just, it's $20 a year for the VOD library, period. And have it, yeah. just make it better, because it takes, like, two days to upload anything on the main site, on the Wall of Esports site. Yeah, it's, it's a tough situation, because he clearly did something wrong, where, like, they do have to strike him, it's just, like plain as day that he was doing something yeah. that has to get that he had they have to strike him for but at the same time it feels like kind of like a come on bro moment mm-hmm. like come on bro like come on just let let the guy he's got a sweet library here people can go check out the games like it's free on. advertising for you i'm assuming they just you know they're thinking at headquarters like we might be able to monetize this someday we can't have it out there for free yeah you know we might have a, a ufc app later where you can go back and watch the games but you have to pay for it you know something like that and so we can't have this guy giving it out for free but yeah, just kind of a – you can't really defend the guy, but it's come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, just upgrade your stuff. Like, that's the that's the issue I have with – like, this guy's doing a better job at it than you. Just hire him. Like, pay this – pay that to me and his money. Like, that's <laughs> – like, come on. Just asking Riot to do the right thing, not going to happen. Yeah, but when money's involved, they will. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, Riot Games, copyright strike team, right up there with the customer service team. You know, really good at their job. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I have no comment. Because I've played other games before and experienced that misery. And relative to other games, they actually do a pretty good job. So I don't want to shit on them too hard. Those but, guys just hang out with the balance team. But talk, talk about how to buff Viego. There is things to criticize. I think that's fair. Um, Delete Viego. Delete him. I just... I, I, I so like I, there's there are other VOD channels and I'm assuming the same thing's going to end up happening to them, but it is yeah it's just a feels bad man like I yeah I don't know um 
Any other news that I missed out on that you guys can uh, think of off the top of the head? That I sent earlier this week. Oh, that was the bow news. Never mind. Yeah, yeah we, we were talking about that already. already. Uh, what else? Just in DFS news, they got a the, the big $555 coming up, like kind of a super slate that they put up. Um, let me get the exact date here. It's in the lobby already. But uh, just a slight piece of DFS news there. It is on 3-6. So March 6th, they've, they've posted kind of the super slate there. The $555 uh, Dragon Slayer is in there, and I'm sure they'll have better like $20 contests that day and something like that. So they're trying to get us back to the COVID levels, boys. Let's let's, let's get some uh, let's fill those in con- there. fill those contests up because yes, exactly. They are. <laughs> yeah, I say that we could like fill those things up like days in advance and be like, oh, back to five dollars. And <laughs> seems like they don't listen. But the best thing we can do is get out there, get out in them streets. Even I was out there in them streets this weekend. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's it. I think we'll just go right into the slate. We got a ton of games to get through. We got four leagues. We got three games on Saturday and Sunday in the LPL. Let's start in the LPL. We have week six already started on Monday, Tuesday, and this morning, which was Wednesday. We had a couple uh, interesting games. Uh, any any thoughts so far on the first you know the first three days back from the the holiday? It's- I think it's kind of been as I expected. The better teams still mostly winning, but uh, there has been a little bit of upset potential, which I thought coming out of a break there was a good chance for upsets. Um, I'm really kind of sad that E-Star didn't win last night. <laughs> I had like a strong inkling in my video, like when I was talking about it, it's just like with them getting the whole two weeks to prepare for WE, but WE having to prepare for FPX, who they played yeah. two days before that, it felt like a perfect spot where like E-Star could have had something sweet cooked up, and even though they're not nearly as good as WE – if I'm WE's coach, I'm preparing for FPX, not for E-Star. So I thought they might have had a shot at it, but they just pretty much got run over. It wasn't, it wasn't a very close series. I don't know. I, I've been saying this a lot in my in my articles over at the esports department, but like this team, do, does this team just feel like it's Chelsea and like four guys? And like yeah, it feels like every it. win that they have is just because Chelsea makes a bunch of hero plays and they happen to like not throw it. Chelsea is just babysitting Rat and making sure that he doesn't die too much, and Zs is just bad. He was he was actually pretty good. Uh, was it one, this yeah, yeah. He played there well was there was a one game, but this it made a slight upgrade to what he was before break. But overall, this this whole team is just not going to be anywhere. Bad. They're very bad. Like I, they might be in that dumpster fire tier with like LGD and and. I mean, Rogue Warriors, we'll, we'll have to see because uh, – oh, we didn't talk about that. I guess we can mention that, but oh, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to Rogue Warriors who are playing Saturday. So it's another bit of news. So Friday, we've got JDG minus 900 against Thunder Talk Gaming at plus 575. You can get plus 158 for Thunder Talk to take a game. So Thunder Talk played this morning. They got a game off of Rare Adam. And they probably should have won the series. Uh, they were way ahead in Game 3. However, that is a sentence that I've said a number of times about a number of games that this team has played this season. If you look at like all their metrics and everything, like this team, they're not getting ahead in gold early. But they're getting Herald better than... like They're getting the first Herald at a better rate than every team in the league. They're getting first Tower at a, a good rate as well. 
So they're getting leads, and they just completely stall out. Like, if you go and look at their gold graphs, they'll be like, oh, this looks like it's pretty good, and then it just, like, completely falls off a cliff. Even though they're getting first blood at a decent clip, they're getting first tower and first tower, like, great clips. So I still kind of feel like this team, if they ever can make that connection, and they can ever get to that next level, that they'll be good, but, like... Against smart teams, they're just not going to win. Like that's my that's my whole that's my whole thing with this team. Like you saw it again this morning. Any thoughts on this one? This is like TT or pass, right? Like I don't think you can play JDG. Yeah, the, I I almost want to play TT plus one and a half, but I just feel like you can't do it when the net when that number is one fifty eight and the series number is five seventy five. Yeah. It's like, are they really plus one fifty eight to win one game? But four times worse than that to win the series. It just doesn't seem uh doesn't seem possible that that's that that's fair odds. So I probably just end up passing this. I do think JDG was a team I did like a mid season LPL recap where I looked over like the team's futures in the second half. JDG is probably in for a really good second half of the season. They have the easiest schedule of any team in the LPL. I think it probably just starts here with a JDG win. Josh, Chris, any thoughts on this one? Any chance we see ZA? Lame. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Probably. Like the the return of Xiao Kang really gives Thunder Talk a little bit more fight, yeah. but really um, not the spot. And LPL has been more two O's than anything, so this is not not a good spot. Yeah, I don't know. This is like it feels like plus one point five is the right spot, but I can't. I don't think I'm gonna be doing it. <laughs> like it's. You're basically betting on on JDG actually getting steamrolled, because the only way Thundertalk ever win games is by act- that snowball actually getting them a big enough gold lead. Where even if they they're they're like a shitty version of LGD last year. Where and make no mistake, like people that saw LGD at Worlds, LGD played way better than they did basically all year at Worlds, and they were way more disciplined and they were playing smart League of Legends by the end of the year for. 90% of the calendar year, they were just a slightly better version of TT. Where they would jump out. The difference was LGD would jump out to like a 5K gold lead. And that gave them a big enough cushion where they could screw up two or three times and still win the game. Whereas Thunder Talk, they get the ball rolling and then it's like maybe a thousand gold lead. Most of the time, it's not even a lead. So that's the difference. So I. They're going to steal games once in a while, but to me, it's like anybody's guess who's going to actually lose to them in any given day. Do we, like, I want to see Captain at this point. I know we saw a little bit at the beginning of the season, but like, don't you think you get into like with, see what you got mode? Yeah, we're, 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 with how things have gone for TT so far, I can't imagine they're thinking like let's make a playoff run. So you know, why not put Captain back in here? Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Invictus plus one fifty. EDG minus one eighty two. We'll say Invictus to take a game is at minus two twenty two. EDG to sweeps plus one sixty two. My favorite bet for this match is not a side because you know me betting a side in an Invictus gaming match. Come on, guys. <laughs> what are we talking about here? That doesn't happen. But under two and a half is minus one thirty, and I really like that. You think it's gonna be sweep either way? Like Invictus is just there that day I think, or not? Yeah, exactly. I think either. Either Invictus comes out and lays it on the table and smacks EDG, or they don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's any middle ground, and that's that could be completely wrong, but that's that's my feeling coming into it. That bet makes a lot of sense to me. I could totally see that. Um, 
that's definitely kind of an I. I mean, in the past, IG was a a two one team. Some splits where like they just won every match two one, <clears throat> but I don't necessarily think that's true right now. And uh, especially against EDG, who's currently the best team in the LPL. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty safe to say we're likely to see a two zero here from the way so these two teams are do, playing. Do you actually think they're the best team, or do you just think they have the best record right now, or do you think they're like it's them and some other people? Like, is there a group of teams you think are the best? I think the thing that's that's making that the toughest to decide is top esports because top esports stats are very very good, but they're four and three on the season and have some pretty rough losses in there. If Top Esports really is a four and three team, then I think EDG is the best team in the league. I think those are really the only teams that I can put in that tier right now. I don't think anybody else is is arguing to be the best in the league at the moment. There are a lot of teams that could win the league this year, but yeah. to, to argue who's the best team at the at this very moment, I think it has to be one of those two. For me. Uh, yeah, it's it's EDG or FPX right now. I think <clears throat> forward projecting think FPX, a little bit. I think FPX. I have a hard time putting them in there right now. Wait, you have a hard time putting FPX there right now? Yeah, with just what happened with just Bo right there, and then the first match back with Tian, they lost. Um, or no, they, they they didn't look as good. They lost right before that. Right? Yeah. They lost the match before. So I, I'm a little bit... Uh, obviously, they've played very well this season, but they're, like, their trajectory seems sketchy to me at the moment. We'll have to see how see, they I'm kind of the, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I think regardless of Bo or Tian, I think they're only going to get better. Okay, well, yeah. Like, I mean, so, they've, like, that's... they've played at that level so far. Yeah, and I, I think for me, this is also, like... You know, again, like this is like a numbers thing too. Like FPX's numbers are way, way more impressive than EDG's, but I do think they're both like in that they're they're the top tier right now to me. Like I think it's those two, and then like maybe a half tier down, you've got like RNG. I think top are going to be in this conversation. Uh, it wouldn't honestly at this point, it still wouldn't even surprise me to see top just run the table in the second half. They they they've got yeah. I kind of teed off on Jackie Love yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that guy. Oh, whatever. I could, I could. Yeah, go. good, good call, Kev. I can't believe I forgot that that was the match they lost. Yeah, it was TN's return match that they lost. Yeah, yeah. But WE is also pretty good, so they could have lost that match anyway. WE is the biggest. Uh, like, I have no idea where they're going to land team yeah. in the league right now for me. Like, I think they have like league winning potential and like eighth place and lose first round playoffs potential, and I have no idea where they're going to land. Yeah, there, there's this whole collection at the top of the table with, like, I, like EDG and FPX look the most polished to me. But then, like, you have, like, RNG, and I, I think top are going to be in this next group, and, uh, J, like, I, JDG, if you think they're going to they're gonna improve, because they have not really impressed me. You could even, there's some other teams you could throw into this. To RNG, uh, you could throw Invictus in here, maybe. But there's this whole group of teams right in the middle there where, like, the trajectories are all over the place and, and WE, and I, nothing would surprise me with any of these teams. LPL is just banging this season. There's, yeah, like, literally, yeah. like, eight, eight teams that could win the league. Yeah, Like, all awesome. in the range to win the league. I love LPL this season. Yeah, the, and, and we kind of called this going into the season. Like, this, it looks stacked. Like, the middle of the table got better. Because, like, even some of these teams, like, like Rare Adam, they obviously they looked kind of shaky this morning, but, like, they've been pretty good. And, you know, I think Victory 5 are still – Victory 5 are like the – they just do their thing, and they can beat really good teams doing their thing, but sometimes they're just going to lose to bad teams and look bad. But they're – like, they're in that tier as well. Like, there's a whole bunch of, of interesting uh, opportunities here. So – and then who knows? Like, maybe Sooning just gets it together and they come back too. Nah, so. nah don't make me knock. <laughs> so who do we like here? Invictus CDG. 
I think this number is just about right to me. I like that Josh bet. I like the the uh the two zero bet. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts on this one? Should be a good one. Yeah, same thoughts. I, th- I think it's a sweep. No, there's uh, and we'll finally see if uh, Invictus can hang with the big boys. This is my gauge for them. <laughs> um, Saturday, we have a three game slate, which I think is going to be the case for the rest of the season, if I remember correctly. Let me just take a brief look. Pretty sure we get three games every day, or three games every day for the rest of the season. And oh no, it's not. It's three days on Saturdays and Sundays. That's how they're going to close it. I was. COVID, COVID scheduling screwed me up so bad that I don't even remember what's what anymore. So, um, LGD, a team we haven't seen in quite some time, are minus 170 against Rogue Warriors, plus 140. We'll say Rogue Warriors to take a game is at minus 238. LGD to sweeps at plus 172. This is a weird one because like it's it, you have like prep time. So I could actually see this being a competitive match. We're going to get to see Rogue Warriors on Thursday morning. We're recording this Wednesday night. Betty is returning for Rogue Warriors. He's going to be playing on Thursday. He's... And a new support. And a... <laughs> yeah, I was writing today. I was like, I was like, oh, finally, finally, Betty's out of quarantine, and we can figure out this bot lane situation that's been an absolute train wreck. And another new support. <laughs> so uh, the guy that they picked up, oh, what the hell's his name? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's, it's uh, a Kyashin or something. Something like that. It is. Yeah, Kaizun, I think. Kaijuan or Kaijun. Um played on Rogue Sh- Rogue Warrior Sharks, which is their uh their LDL team. LDL team's like in the middle of the table. I think they're like 500 or something like that. I haven't watched any of his games, so I'll be honest with you, but my guess would be like Betty is a veteran. Betty's played with a million different teams. Betty's been good everywhere he's gone. And this bottom lane situation is maybe the worst that I've seen in a long time. Like any league. It's an absolute dumpster fire. It's the reason they've lost like every, every game that they've lost. So uh, even with some rust to shake off, even with a new support that it doesn't look like he's played that much with, I, I think it's just going to be an immediate upgrade. You guys feel the same way? Like, I'm not saying he's going to, like, be Jackie Love or whatever, but Betty's a really good player. It's part of why we were excited about this team. It's got to be an upgrade, but is it enough of an upgrade to turn Rogue Warriors into a team? I don't know. Like, Rogue Warriors, they've struggled. It hasn't just been the bot lane. They've struggled a lot in the top lane, too, I think. Because it's been Um, lackluster. So I'm interested to see if they get it together. I kind of hope we get a little bit of a pump out of them, at least enough of a pump that they're not clearly the worst team. Because I was like shocked by how clearly they were the worst team in the first half of the split. So I'd like to see them get a pump up to like at least some OMG numbers, you know, like get them in that range. See, I, I mean, I, you have to bet. Like, to me, this is Rogue Warriors. You bet Rogue Warriors here. Well, we get to see Rogue Warriors tonight. Yeah. So we we can kind of decide based on what we see tonight, maybe. And what if they pull uh, a crazy upset tonight? This number is gone. But if they, you know what, this number maybe. is going to be gone. But if they do pull the upset, you'll know it's the right side. So you just take them at minus one twenty or whatever it goes to. If you watch them, if you're watching them tonight, this line should be the same, like in the middle of game two. Yeah. So if you watch that match tonight, you should be able to get this line if you think that Rogue Warriors is looking much better in their matchup tonight. Yeah. I, I think LGD is garbage, so I think LGD are the actual worst team. They've got a couple wins, but I think they're terrible. So I'm going to be on Rogue Warriors here regardless of how this turns out tonight, but you're right. It might be worth just waiting and seeing. I don't think it's going to move that much. Josh, Chris, any thoughts on this one? 
toilet bowl here. <laughs> uh, E-Star, speaking of toilet bowls, whew, plus 593 against Top Esports, minus 900. Uh, top Esports 2 sweep is at minus 213. Top Esports try to lose games, but they're not losing to this team, I don't think. Plus 600 is a little enticing. I know, but like... You just look at the quality of players in, in this game, dude. Knight versus Irma, you're telling me that's not going to be competitive? <laughs> I mean, I get, like, so, like, let's tell the story about an E-Star win here. Top get, like, real cocky and leave some broken pickup, like Seraphine, or, or they let Hacker take Olaf and they just pick a team that's bad against it. Like, they pick Twisted Fate into Olaf or something stupid like that, right? E-Star just focus bottom lane. And, and prey on Jackie Love's... Like, I mean, Shaosi can do fed. that. If there's a support yeah. to do that, it's him. Yeah, I, th- I think they, they have a path. I'm not sure it's a good one at all. I'm not yeah. sure plus 600 is good enough, but uh, I don't know. You could at least consider E-Star here, I think. Shaosi is so goddamn good that I feel like I never want to count out a game win from this team just because he can just go ballistic better than... He might, like, if you need a guy to just, like, give me the rock, I'm going to win this game at support, it's him or Lumel, right? It's just Lumel's got a good team around him, and he's got a dog shit team. So, and he ends up like looking bad sometimes, like has to overplay really hard. And you can definitely tell when he's tilting off or whatever. But he's so so good. I almost feel like Top Esports should pick up Shousey. I thought Joe's been pretty like that good, but yeah, I'm with bad, you. But that could be a nice that could be a nice pickup. Yeah, and he would fit perfectly with Jackie Love. You'd have a hilly. Uh, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know, dude. You don't want two guys like that in the same lane. <laughs> Too much volatility. Do you end up with the mad lines bottom lane? So, yeah, give me Rogue Warriors. Oh, so no, we're on East Star top now. T- top, top sweep this, I think. When will we see the Insulator? When I've been saying that for a couple weeks now. Like, you, you have we not seen enough here? Irma. So Irma actually has been doing okay. Like, if you just look at his statistical profile, he's been pretty good. But, like, if you watch the games, he doesn't do anything. He just stands there. So, I don't know. I think this team sucks. They they might actually be a dumpster fire team, too. I, for the time being, I have them above those teams because I think Chelsea is better than any player on any of those bottom teams. But that's it. That's the only thing keeping them out of that. So, RNG, we'll never give up. Plus 141 against FPX, minus 170. Probably the match of the week in any league, right? That's a banger for sure. Yeah. Josh uh, Josh has a different one that we're going to get to a little later. But, yeah, uh, RNG FPX. This is weird because I think RNG, for as good as they've been, they've shown some signs of weakness, but I also think that they're just only going to get better. So it's they're they're in this weird spot where like they're probably being overvalued right now, but I also think they're going to get better. So it's this weird. It's like if DRX was a good team. <laughs> like, I, I think I like RNG here. I feel like historically, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but I feel like historically, whenever we've seen a team with turmoil happening in the personnel, there's been a streak of down games. Like, even if it doesn't really affect the team that much, I mean, they are probably bringing in a new jungler for this matchup. I assume they bought Beishwan up because Tian is still having his problems and they need another jungler on the roster. So, if you're getting a new jungler for FPX, a team that just lost the WE, RNG's got to be about at the same tier as WE, getting plus 40, 141 on them. I think I end up going with RNG. 
but this might be a nice bounce back spot for FPX. It's going to be a good DFS matchup either way. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun one. Like it's I I can't get over looking at Nogari and Zhaohu. But like RNG keep finding ways to engineer ways to work around this against good top laners. So maybe I mean RNG are an excellent macro team. Like they're just they just play smart League of Legends. Like you you can't get away with doing this all the time without being smart about it. Like they're not they're not steamrolling teams. Like if you look at their numbers and everything, they're they're not speed running people. They're not winning in twenty five minutes. They're usually something weird happens at some point where they're not totally in sync, and they don't have a lot of like just hard smash victories. But they're just good. EDG are kind of the same way where they don't have. They're just smart, and I mean I've been saying this, and I don't mean to sound all like. Uh, you know, this is just going to straight up sound like LPL bashing, but like, if you're just smart in this league, you're going to be X amount good. Period. I'll say it. Like, if you're just a smart team, you will get to a certain level. Like, your floor is really, really high. I just don't know I how think, high their ceiling is. I, I still think Gelati. I still think that the LPL is the way it is because these players have outskilled those teams on their way up here. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I, I think that's like, I, a fair. I really think. I think that like this style, I actually think the LPL style of League of Legends eventually completely overtakes the Korean style of League of Legends, and we see all teams playing extremely highly skilled players, like playing a more chaotic, like wild style versus see, like my my issue with it is game. that like my issue with it is that there's a lot of shit that just they just do it without thinking about it. They just do it without like there's no reason to do a lot of the shit that they do. They think that there is. And there's a lot of situations like this that come up with it, and like that—that's my issue with it. Like there are te- you can play, you can play fast and aggressive and and pick take fifty fifties all you want, but there's a lot of times where I just I'm not asking anyone to be like rocket scientist here. I'm just asking for a little bit. And in this league, you see the teams that constantly succeed all the time are the ones that are just a little bit of that. I'm not asking for a whole. I'm not asking everyone to be season five SK Telecom. I know that's not realistic, and I know the game's a lot different now than it used to be, too. But, like, honestly, like, EDG and RNG, that's how they're winning. Period. Like, they also have skilled players. By the way, I I wrote on Way today, but, like, he's having another just insane season. Is he, he like, the best jungler in the world? Oh, not yet. Dude, I think, like, I think we legitimately have to have that conversation. Obviously, we have a patch coming up. We don't know how that's going to change things, but, like, over the last 12 months, he's been absolutely bonkers the entire time. It's interesting. I I just think it's worth, I just think it's worth considering. I'm trying to think. Who's on that list? Real quick. Give me, give me five people. Probably Kanavi, Canyon. What's Harsa is still up there. Not. Elite, but Karsa should be up there. Kanavi, Karsa. I know people don't like SOFM, but like in this type of metagame, SOFM is really, really good. Yeah. Maybe in the bottom five junglers in the world, SOFM. Clid. I would put Clid up there still. I think Clid's really, really good too. You know what's funny is that statistically the best jungler in the LPL is Bo by, and it's not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) At all. Because he had that, what, like 18 kill Olaf game or whatever, but. Oh, yeah, he, so mean, it was besides that too. Like he was good in the other games as well. Yeah, his goal differential at ten is six hundred and nine on average. Yeah, take out <laughs> that other ten, game though. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how one game's affecting. I mean, it's one out of ten. So, like, how much is that really affecting it? Yeah, that's true. It could, it could a lot if it was like a three thousand gold lead for him. I'm pretty sure he was up like twenty five hundred gold by himself in that game. But anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah, but he, anyways, he he's he's a ways up there and then um How about just in the LPL? Like I think I think I think you have like Way Kanavi. I think Weiwei is also very very good on on V5. Gigi's been good, but I don't think he's in that conversation. Yeah, he's Beishong's in the conversation. Beishong, yeah, Beishong's really really good. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's I think he's like quietly been the best. And we just like haven't now. We'll see. We'll see how he 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 adjusts. It's interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, it's probably Leanne, and that'll be one that triggers triggers a some lot folks, of people. But, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's I, you, there's a reason I didn't bring it up, Josh. Yeah, he's he's right behind Bo low key. He's of... low key. Leon's right there, and people just hate him. Period. Yeah, there's like he's got that player's got so, that that team in general has just got crazy bias like both ways for them. So it's it's kind of a weird evaluation. Yeah. I just want to give away his due oh, because he's been anyways, absolutely insane over the last 12 months. So yeah, I don't know why we're talking about the top five junglers in the world. Like it's not Darduck number one anyways, but apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah, we'll get to so the, in a does the best bit. jungler in the world have to be actively playing because it's probably Ning. I think it's probably the answer. Man. Oh man. We've got, so uh, RNG, I'm kind of undecided on this one. I have a hard time looking past Nogari and Jauhu. Like Nogari, I always a... think that with the shy, and it never matters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, to thing, be fair, to be fair, you could argue Invictus probably should have won that series. And he, and he, in two of those games, he did utterly smash Jauhu. So, yeah, I don't know. And and Nogari is a player like that. I don't. I don't think he's quite specifically that niche. Like. The shy is like where he's just going to dominate you, just you. I don't care what's going on elsewhere. Nogari will do both, but I think like Nogari, I think Khan's just insanely good at this kind of situation too. Or and and Bin like guys where they just need to smash their lane, and you have guys that do it like doing that job. Yeah, we'll see. This is a, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm interested to see how the line moves on this one as well. So. Sunday, we've got Victory 5, minus 119 against LNG, minus 101. Slight favorites for Victory 5 here. Uh, Victory 5 played tomorrow against OMG. There were minus 250 favorites against OMG tomorrow. So, is it OMG? Interesting to see Victory 5 favorites over LNG before this match today. Yeah. That's kind of interesting for me. It feels like this might end up being an LNG bet. I'm pretty bullish on LNG. I think they're gonna they're gonna continue getting it together. You think they're gonna fall apart? I don't think they're gonna fall apart. I just think I think these two teams are different kinds of teams. This is a style match where you've got drag. This is a drag. This is a classic like you know dragon. St- unless I'm misremembering. Now I have to double check my all my stuff now. But like this is like your classic like dragon stacking versus herald snowball team. And it's just a matter, like, I think your preference in this match is going to be largely about, you know, where you lie on that spectrum, like what you like more or what you think is better. They're just different styles of teams. Like, I I think these teams are valuable, though. I think people that follow my content for a long time might know, I historically always side with teams that scale, like teams that yeah. like to do scaling, dragon stacking stuff. Like, and I just I'm generally te- And I'm Team the, Snowball. So yeah. <laughs> so, so that's probably why we disagree. Yeah, it actually it's actually hilarious that that Chilotti is that way because he's like a Karthus main. Yeah, so it literally makes absolutely. If you play no League sense. of Legends with me. I'm not this way. I'm John. I'm that yeah. way. 
but Gelati is similar to Big Kev in the Discord in this situation where Big Kev, like if you ever see him in Twitch chat or in Discord, he's just always yelling about teams needing to fight more. But if you ever play League of Legends with him, he's like literally never touch the enemy opponent until it's 35 <laughs> minutes into the game. He's like, just don't do it. So, wait, 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 Gelati, I'm scaling. <laughs> and Gelati's the same way. He's like, all right, I'm playing Karthus. Just everyone do not die. And then after it hits 37 minutes, I just press R and the entire enemy team blows up. <laughs> or he plays like Azir or Oriana or Seraphine. Like this guy, this man Gelati is like the most like – Molded, Ziggs, just Cassio. hard carry, hard scaling guy. Like, and he just, he's always like, yeah, dude, renected to Leah. Boom. <laughs> renected uh, Pantheon to Leah. Let's get it. You know this what I mean? I'm true. like, this doesn't even make sense. But so, it's, it's just so funny to see that, like, personality wise. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I think this match ultimately, like, do, do you think either of these teams is significantly better than the other? Like, maybe that's part of it too. Like, you, you probably think LNG are way. I kind of think these two teams are similar. They're just different. Like, I don't like think overall, I think they're they're pretty close. I think they're right about the same tier. Chris, what do you think? Are these two pretty evenly matched? It's just a style thing, so or do you think one's better? So LNG is starting to turn like what I expected them to be earlier in the season before they had that long streak. Now they haven't been any team that I thought it was significantly stronger. Now that we look at it, um, but I'm also not too impressed by Victory Five, especially now with their back and forth going with their ADC. And tonight we'll see it. We'll see it. We'll see Trigger starting. It's going to suck. And they're going to start Y4 in game two. And they're going to steamroll. <laughs> and next time they're going to start Y4. And he's going to suck. And then they're going to bring in Trigger. So there, there's just... I don't know what they're trying to pull off. Uh, but for this specific game, though, I, I do... I like the odds. So I'm probably going B5. Maybe like minus 1.5. I, I just like to sweep odds in LPL for now. <laughs> LNG's wins. I mean, both these teams you could point to. Uh, LNG's wins are 2-0 against E-Star, 2-1 against Billy Billy. I don't remember how that series went. Uh, that was awful for my bankroll. That's how I remember it. They beat TT 2-0 in week one. Or week two. Or no, 2-1 in week two. They lost a game in week one to TT. I don't usually hold that too much. And then... The, the thing that skyrocketed all the hype for this team was the, the combination of the preseason excitement and then 2 0 Invictus on day one, or you know, their first game. They haven't really done much since, so I don't know. I don't know where to. I don't. I don't know where to fall with this team. Like I think they're pretty good, but I think they're going to be like on the cusp of playoffs. Like they might not make it into playoffs. So we'll see. This is an interesting one. It's a, a tale of two styles, I think for sure with this one. Rare Adam, minus 667, OMG, plus 474. Rare, so OMG play tomorrow morning. We're going to get to see a match of them before this. We saw Rare Adam this morning, struggled, and probably should have lost, if I'm being real about it. Like, they probably should have lost this series 1-2 to two to um, Thunder Talk this morning. But they did get it together and won. Before the break, they were looking pretty good. This is just like OMG. Like, what do you think of OMG? For me, this is actually this is a rare Adam thing for me. Um, they were the number one team I highlighted in my midseason video about teams that were underperforming, like based on the stats that they have, like underperforming in game wins. Mm-hmm. Top esports is obviously there too, but I thought everybody was well aware of that. So uh, they were a team that their stats are actually significantly better than their record. I think that 
Uh, they're probably going to win this match 2-0, but I'm not sure I'm willing to bet. Like, I'm not sure I'm willing to pay minus 179 for a sweep, yeah. uh, even against OMG. So it feels like a no bet for me, at least on the on the money lines and, and uh, spreads. Yeah, I have them 7th. There's like a there's like a tier where and this is just like looking statistical model, but like there's a big there's a big gap between them and Team WE, who I have in sixth. But you have Rare Adam, Victory Five, LNG, Billy Billy, J- JDG, and Sooning are all kind of like in the middle there. Like I think a couple of those teams have good upward trajectories, and a couple you could argue have a downward potential trajectory here, but. Yeah, it's it's hard to justify like a minus six hundred position unless you think OMG are really really bad. Like, how bad do you think OMG are? I think they're better than some of the other teams that are at the bottom of the standings. I do too, but not like you know. I don't think they're competing for a playoff spot, but I think they're better than some of the other really bad teams. I don't know, like I don't know if Josh and Chris. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like OMG feel like a decently like they're a pretty smart team. They just don't have the horses. Like that's how they feel to me. Yeah, it seems like they need like a mid laner or something. Weird. Uh, yeah, it seems like they need anybody in the mid lane that's not. Imagine if they had somebody like Icon over there on OMG. That could be interesting. I know, right? Fucking almost, moron. you know. <laughs> Wasting like three years of Icon's career. <laughs> you yeah. think like OMG is like an old storied org? So you would think that they could they could pull someone, but I guess not. They've been terrible for like seven years now. So yeah, maybe so, not. so CLG, Gelati. So CLG. Big true. Big true. Uh, we have Pobelter to China? Question mark. <laughs> Crown out of retirement? Question mark. That I would love to see. That would be I cool. would actually be unironically happy to see Crown because he ended his career on such a terrible note. Uh, it just yeah. feels so bad. What if Crown moved to top lane? Crown... And joined a team with Faker and Uzi, and they had like a true old man goat squad. Like <laughs> that'd be sick to watch. I, I mean, I'll—I don't want to go on this this digression, but Crown, Crown legitimately might be like the saddest end to a career ever. Like in terms of like the level of player that he was for how good he was. I think a lot of people forget because uh, he is literally the perfect example of this. He was top. Two or three play. You could make an argument that he was the best player in the world the year before he came to NA. Like, there was a legitimate argument that he was the best player in the world. And this is at a time when Faker and Uzi and, you know, there's all these other players in their prime. And there was a very strong argument that he was the best player in the world at the time. Came to NA and that was it. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy. he got kind of lucky. He got kind of lucky he was playing before Crown Shot was in professional play, <laughs> but yeah. Fair enough. I think that's my sign to, to move on to the next game. Thank you, Josh. I agree with that comment in the uh, chat, by the way. So. Piglet's another one. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll have to do a show about the most disappointing. That'd be so sad. The sad boy show, dude. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> uh, you got a highlight for Given in there. You yeah. Know. You know what? This is actually a good idea for like an off-season show because like it would be good to give these guys their due for what they were and not have them go out on a bad note. Sooning plus one twenty six, Invictus minus one fifty four. Slamming Invictus. Yeah, I'm all over Invictus it's here. Invictus big time. Sooning uh, plus plus two hundred on the minus one point five. Yeah, Oza. This all day. This is to me like Sooning. Don't right now they don't have an identity. 
And that's the issue I have with them. Like, the players are clearly very good, but they're not doing anything that they weren't doing, and everyone's onto it now. That's the whole thing. Everyone's onto it, and everyone was doing what they were doing at Worlds. So, they don't have anything that differentiates them anymore. Which is frustrating, because, like, they should be pretty... They they shouldn't be this bad. I'll put it this way. Like, I do think that they're not a bad team, but they are not going to be able to get into this elite tier unless they show us a different look, right? I think Invictus matchups wise, this is just a nightmare for Sooning. Like the shy, the shy and Bin, that's going to be volatile as hell. Like maybe that's the argument for Sooning here is that that matchup's just going to be volatile as all hell. But I think, you know, for all the questions about the Invictus bot lane, I think this is kind of even in the bot. Like maybe Slight Edge is Sooning, and I think Rookie is just worlds better. So. I guess you could make the argument. I don't know. There, there's a reasonable case I think you could make for Sooning in this spot, but uh, I'm all over Invictus. Yeah. Really just, it's Wan Fang, and that makes it equal. Uh, Invictus might be starting Lucas still. I think they are probably going to start Lucas. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know yet, mm-hmm. but I would assume it's it's just going to be Lucas moving yeah. forward. And that, they actually look good. And Shun as their jungler. Yeah, Shun. I forgot about that guy. Better than me. Yeah, that's that's why uh, I guess we're so confident in Invictus taking this one. Yeah, I don't, it is Invictus, so you know, grain of salt. There, they can do anything. <laughs> they can yeah, Chris, make a no show like crazy. But Chris just uttered it, uttered the famous last words: "Confident in Invictus." So enjoy enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Damn it, Josh. Damn it. <laughs> LCK, week six, we've got Gen G minus eleven hundred against Fred Brion plus six eighty-eight. Before we talk individual matches, am I the only one that feels like the LCK actually could just kind of sucks this year? I feel like compared to the LPL, the LCK's been been tough this year. Like no real change in skill levels of the teams. Like seems like the same teams are good by about the same margin. Nobody really seems to have stepped up much. But it just feels like it's kind of it's been a bit stale this year for me so far. Yeah, I, I'm. I actually am with you on this, and I'm like Mr. LCK over here. Like I, I'm totally with you. Like it, honestly, to me, like Hanwar have made things interesting, which is why I think people like them because they're just doing things differently. I don't. I still don't know how good Hanwar actually are. Like I, they're just an enigma yeah. to me. Like you look, you look at like their like their their number profiles and everything and like this team's not actually as good as they're performing but then you watch the games and they're just ballers so like maybe they're good they're just too inconsistent for me to call them elite that's my issue with it right like i don't think they're as good as genji or damwon and to me like i see genji and damwon have had some hiccups this season and they're still dominating everyone so to me it's pretty clear that those are your one and two and then after that maybe hanwar and t1 Super inconsistent, super good other times. And then there's it, nobody else. Like, there's nobody else that's even close to this. The only thing no. I'll say... I'll go ahead. I was going to say that the two problems I have with the LCK are just two teams. One, a freak of freaks is literally the death of me. And two, T1 is good, but you never know who they're playing. Yeah. So it's just, like, really hard to want to support them. Because it's yeah. really frustrating, especially from a DFS perspective, trying to get their lineup correct. And, and it's... Like that it makes it so hard to keep up the league when one of the top four teams actually just insanely frustrating because you never know who's going to play. It's just 
Yeah, it's just a it's little like bit imagine it, imagine if like Vici last summer was like a top three or four team, and they had like an extra four people on their roster, and that's T one. Like, I am with you though, John. Like that, I was I'm, I've been really really disappointed with the rest of the league. Like I thought I thought the rest of the league was going to elevate a little bit, or at least a couple of the middle of the table. Like I thought KT would be better. Uh, I thought Nongshim would be better. I thought Afrika. I thought Afrika would just be the same. And, like, they kind of are. They're just, like, a less consistent version of that, which was their calling card. So maybe they're just not good. Like, that's the thing. The one. Like, Dragon X, DRX. Like. And they're fraudulent. And they're fraudulent. So that's, but, like, it's so frustrating, right? The one love letter that I'll send to the LCK. I have a really heartfelt love letter that I will send to the LCK. And that is, thank you for returning to being a completely lower scoring league than the LPL. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I got really tired of considering playing LCK teams in my cash game lineups. Thank you guys for just returning to the norm so I don't have to do that anymore. Other for than sure. Hanwha, right? Yeah, Hanwha's been kind of wild. Nah, Genji's not, still not not even a... Hanwha or bloody, dude. Hanwha Hanwha. You're right about Hanwha. Hanwha, you want to be on either side of them. Just like either they're going to do score bloody or they're going to die a lot. I got to... They're... Some of their they're like what's it called? Let me see. They're they're doing like twenty nine combined kills a game right now, which is like insane for an LCK team. So yeah, scoring. They are a lot at in wins. Yeah, they're at nineteen kills per win, nineteen and a half kills per yeah. win at the moment, which would put them second, third in the LPL, no fourth. It would put them fourth in the LPL. So yeah. they're yeah they're they're very bloody. Yeah, yeah it's it's just a different look. But I, that's like it makes it really hard to tell how good they actually are. I've been really. I mean, we said it last week, but like, uh, who's the like rookie of the split? Is Ar- Arthur's rookie of the split right? Like, I don't think it's close right now. Arthur. I'm trying to think of who else. Maybe one of the Uma, team one guys ends up. Maybe one of the team one guys Zeus. ends up. Zeus could be. Zeus, Zeus has been good, be, but he's not really. He's not quite there yet, but he could be. He could end the year. Yeah. Let's see. We've got a. Uh, oh man, I got. Down again. So, uh, so you Brion beat dot. They beat Damwon. That's always going to be lurking in the back of your head. Like, could they beat Gen G too? Yeah, I'm. A, I think. I think it's Brion or nothing here. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, strong Plus chance. Just a big number. We also might see flawless and Karis again here. Karis, yeah. If they if they play, I mean, flawless has actually been pretty good when he's played. I think he kind of got a bad rap for that loss to Damwon, and people kind of roasted him for it. But overall, he's been pretty good when he's played. But Karis is not, so keep an eye out for subs. It might this might just be a situation where you take Brion, and you know if you see the lineup, you could either you know just, just be light on Brion or don't play this. I think that's the way to do it, or play alternative markets on it. Afrika! Oh, here we go. Here we go. Two question mark teams. We've got Afrika plus 124, KT Rolster minus 149. Uh, Afrika plus one and a half maps at minus 270, and KT to sweep is at plus 196. Why is one of these teams favored by this much? Yeah, I think I have to go back to the Afrika bag. I don't feel great doing it, but I feel like I have to go back to the Afrika Freaks bag uh, yeah. at 124. I, I hate Afrika. Afrika's the the anti Dignitas. They've, they've lost me a good chunk of money. Admittedly, 
them and DRX have been my worst teams in the world this year. <laughs> like they, both of them. <laughs> it's, it's just DRX and Dignitas for me for sure. Dignitas too. Goddamn, we're gonna get to them in a bit, but like. Uh, let me see what I make this one, just numbers-wise. Yeah, this is like an even money series. Uh, yeah, this is... I don't know, like, maybe this should be flipped around, but I don't feel particularly confident about either side here. Like, this might... Yeah, I'm with you, John. Like, this is just to close your, close your nose and take a Freaka, just because it's the plus... If, if KT was the other side, would you be taking KT here? Yeah, I think I'd take KT yeah. at, like, plus 125, 130-ish. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see. Josh, Chris, any strong feelings on this one? I get me as far away from a freak of freaks as possible. Yeah, don't don't ask me to do any. Good, we'll go. We'll go to the take. we'll go to the next game where it's another team that we want to stay far, far away from. With D- DRX plus one sixty two, Hanwha Life minus one ninety six. This is it. This is where DRX are going to beat Hanwha, and I'm going to flip my desk over. They're, I'm going to flip my desk over. Slamming the Hanwha minus 1.5 in dude. this game. It's done skis for DRX. They'll probably I retire. I keep saying it, dude. Like, uh, they are, they are, who are they? Where's an NFL team? They're Shaka last year, dude. You won't be able to find Bow and Becca in a crab shack after this game. They'll never show their faces in public again after what's going to happen <laughs> to them. They chill. Dude. Did they even have crab shack in for you? I don't know. Probably. Good question. Why not? <laughs> you know, the Koreans eat crab? I mean, come Dude. on. No. No, they might not. I don't know. Oh, man, oh, man. I don't try. So the thing with DRX, we all know they're fraudulent. We all know they've been extremely lucky. But the one thing that they do well is they draft. It's two things, but they're kind of interrelated. Is they draft solid, simple to execute compositions and they're good at punishing a mistake when it happens. So, like, Hanwha are pretty fast and loose. Like, if you look at their... Like, they're they're a fast and loose team. Like, they're playing glorified solo queue. If they just screw up, DRX is going to win that game. Like, that's, that's what I'm concerned about here, right? My flag's so deep in the ground, it can't be... It can't be uh, taken out. This, this is getting to a point now where, like... I'm not even like questioning my, you know, what is life, but it's this match specifically. I had like, I, I literally had this circled on the calendar like weeks ago. I was like, this is going to drive me up a wall because I kind of think Hamwar are like a little fraudulent. I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks they are, but they are good. It's, I don't know, man. This is like, Give me Hanwha. I just hate DRX so goddamn much. I do make yeah. it. This, this, I, I make this work about. This is about right. Like, this is... Hey, he, uh, Vince saved himself. I was, whew, my fists were ready to start banging on the door there. I was, was going to have to knock real hard. What, saying Hanwha aren't good? No, that if, if you were going to say DRX was the side, I was going to have to knock. No. But, you know, I didn't have to knock here, no. so it's okay. <sighs> I hate this team so goddamn much, dude. Like I, I don't, dude. They, I hate this team more than I hate Gen G. Like Gen G two years ago, yeah. Like the first. They're year beginning to sound this. like your Gen. Yeah, they're beginning to sound like your Gen Gelati. You know what's so frustrating about this is I usually love teams like this. That's the sad part about this. 
is I usually love teams like this when I'm on the other side of it and I'm the one collecting money off of it because everyone's like, oh, they suck, oh, they suck, oh, they suck. But this is quite literally the most fraudulent run I think I've ever seen. I don't know. PO6 a god, apparently. What can I say? PO6, like, li- I mean, if there's a, if there is a silver lining to take from this, PO6 is legit. Like, PO6 and Quad, or Sulka, whatever, he's Sulka now. Like, PO6 and Quad are, like, hard carrying this team. Yeah, PO6 has been a monster, no he's doubt. He's been absolutely insane. Uh, he's probably hey, going um, China next split. <laughs> can, can you guys remind me uh, what team the mid laner for Hanwha was on last year? I can't seem to remember it. So oh, I'm Revenge gonna... Narrative! Oh. I huh. forgot. I mean, it's Weird. not just him. Yeah. I Is did, it somebody's what birthday the that carry? day, too? Well, what about the AD carry? Did he? Who? What team did he play on? I don't... My yeah. memory's a little shot. Uh, T1, I don't know. <laughs> HLE minus 17 kills. I will say... I will say it's kind of funny because we actually saw a, a situation in the LEC this year, or this, this past week, where... A uh, mid jungle that played together last year. It was uh in in the regional leagues in the in one of the regional leagues. That jungle just hard camped the mid laner and destroyed the game for it. Yeah, check a lot in Zanzara. Yeah. Oh yeah, so oh I, yeah. And Zanzara's like talk after the game was so great. Yeah. He is. Glad we're gonna to get to him Glad. in a bit, but how good is that dude in post game interviews? He's the best. Yeah, he makes me want to. But it's just kind of funny because like Carrier hypothetically knows how Chovy wants to be played around and things like that, so he could. And or, not Carrier. Sorry, I meant to say Piosic. Um. And and can take advantage of that, but I just think I mean Sulker versus Chovy, good God, come on, GG, go next. Been, he's been good, yeah, but yeah, yeah he's it's been. Not, it's you mean Chovy. he's been? Yeah, but he's Chovy. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, been human. Exactly. He, hasn't, he hasn't been Chovy. Uh, I'm gonna pass this. Otherwise, I'm just gonna Hulk out on it. Probably that's the that's the move here. If I'm the, I mean, look, if this line moves enough, I'm probably gonna take TRX. But we'll see. We'll see how hard and heavy the money comes in on Hamwa. And if it gets low enough, I'll take Amway here too, for sure. So, uh, we are at T1 against, oh, here we go again, another one. T1 plus 237, Damwon Gaming minus 294. We'll say Damwon to sweeps at plus 108. I wish we got plus money on the plus 1.5 for SKT. I wish I, it was plus money there. I feel like I could I could convince myself to go on the plus one point five for them if it was plus money, but I think I'm just going to end up passing this game. Is this just we got to wait for lineups? Like it's hard to call. So like let's let's. I guess we'll say I've been calling it SKT. Uh, what what did I call them? I called SKT Junior and Senior, or SKT or T1 Young, T1 Junior and T1 Senior. T1 Junior is like closer and like. Maybe one veteran like Teddy or or Cuz or Elam, and then you have T one Senior, which is like Faker and Teddy or Faker and like Kana or something like that, or Faker and Cuz. They've been going young. Like owner has been really really good. I think Zeus has looked very very good. He kind of had his welcome to the big leagues moment in one of the games last week, but for the most part, he's been good. Other than that. I kind of think they're going to settle into a roster that's probably something along the line. It's probably going to be like Zeus, Owner, Faker, Gumi, Yusi, and Karia. Like, I think that's their best lineup right now. That would be my go-to five. Maybe, te- I mean, Teddy and Gumi, Yusi, I think, are interchangeable. They're just better at different things. Like, I think the, the, the Samira Kaisa kind of, kind of situation is Gumi, Yusi's wheelhouse. 
Whereas, like, if it goes... I mean, those champions are getting nerfed, so, I mean, Samir is not going to be playable on 11-4, so it's going to be interesting to see where uh, where that ends up putting this. Like, maybe Teddy's just playing more now. But I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend on the, on the T1 roster, but... Like does that? I mean, does that change your handicap on this game, or do you think like do you think Damwon just smashed this? I think their best roster is not quite plus two twenty four against Damwon right now. I think by the end by the end of the season, end of the year, you could see them being the best team in the league. But I think right now, I'm not going to bet them. I'm, at I'm, with, I'm with you, Josh. Um, this one's weird. I I, I think double minus one and a half is my stance. Okay. okay. Um, but. Just like it, it's so weird. Like, imagine if T1 had you know like Khan and Clid in the top lane in jungle to play with like Teddy and Faker and you know like Carrier or something. I don't know. It'd be weird if they had a team like that at some point in time. I don't know. It is kind of it is kind of unfortunate because Kana was ridiculously good last year and just was not. Like, it's kind of hard to see that. I mean, unless they knew behind the scenes, but. He kind of fell off. Clay. He was ridiculously good last year for a rookie. It was like one of the best rookie seasons I've seen in Korea in a long time. And we had him and Carrier in the same season, which is crazy. So Mpiosic, uh, I think Damwon smashed this. I also kind of think Damwon are probably better than their record, which sounds insane because they're nine and one. But I think I could see Damwon being better than they are right now too, which is a little, I don't know. Yeah, give me Damwon. Probably on the money line. I don't know if I like the sweep. Gen G minus five eighty eight. Afrika plus four twenty four. I like Afrika there. Yeah, I'm going back into the Afrika bag over and over again. It's, the, it's running out of treats. It's the worst. It's the actual worst. LCK is too boring for an upset like that. I like I like Afrika's volatility, but man, I'm I'm not going to touch that. It's a nice it's a nice odd. I I don't blame you guys for liking that, but. Uh, I'm gonna expect Genji to stomp them. Yeah, Genji are kind of back to form, like when they're playing their starters. I think Genji are Genji. I mean, I think Genji and Damwon are way better than everyone else when their starters are playing. So I don't know, man. I'd have to I'd have to like do the math on it, but this is probably Genji. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe pass. Josh, thoughts on this one? No, all right. Oh yeah, Afrika forgot. Sandbox plus one sixty one. Nongshin minus one ninety six. Two things. God damn it, Sandbox. You're better than this. I feel like the the, the quote from the Matrix. You're better than this. And Nongshin do not deserve to be laying two hundred to anyone. This is I just say, this is Sandbox. This is a Sandbox bet. My boys Nongshim just keep getting battered down worse and worse after my bullish prediction preseason, but uh, I agree with you. This is Sandbox for me. Man, that team is aggravating. Any other thoughts on this one? What would you make Nongshim against Breon? I would give the minus 200 against Breon. Minus 200 against Breon? I wouldn't go. I don't think I'd be that bullish. I'd be like... Maybe Brion's just so much worse statistically than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. but you forget who beat the damn one. It was not Nongshim. <laughs> That's always going to be sticking in everyone's head, man. Always. I'm kind of curious about that. I'm also curious. Has Brion played yet? 
are we gonna see Yaharong over? Uh, no, we, they haven't played yet. I think they play okay. Thursday, maybe. We know we, we saw them be, once. Uh, we saw them once since they signed him, right? And he didn't play. Yeah, yeah we saw well, them. That play. was yeah. That was. Uh, I think that was right after the break, so they were still in the first half of the season. So yeah, they, they were, a, a lot right. of the older, a lot of the older players are still in. Yeah. Yeah, that. It's funny. I make that series basically even money, which is so sad <laughs> for Nongshim. Uh, LEC. Anything else in the LCK? Any thoughts on like the Thursday matches or whatever? Like things to keep an eye on. Obviously, the T1 shuffle. Can Afrika get it back together? They're underdogs twice this this weekend. They've been pretty good as underdogs. DRX versus Hanwha is an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Apparently, we actually have some. At the very least, we have some interesting games in the LCK this split, but the or in this in this this week. But I think the LPL card for this weekend is way more entertaining. Obviously, there's more games, which helps. But LEC week six, we've got Shalka. So this is this was off the board at a few places. I don't know why, but I did find a Shalka plus two hundred, Rogue minus two fifty. That's the news we forgot. Shalka's uh, in danger of losing uh, their LC- LEC slot. I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know, like that that's that's it, right? Like it's basically the the ownership, like the actual Shalka, like the football team, like the soccer team. The yeah, they, uh, they said they they put out a statement. Um I think I don't they said the names, but I don't know who the people are, but I assume it's the owner of the football club as well as the owner of the LAC team and basically said uh due to COVID, you know, and and the fact that they're they're football or soccer as we know here. They're is the worst and in danger of being relegated. They're making effectively no money and that was the driver of the generation. We know a lot of these League of Legends teams don't run a profitable business. Um, you know, it's good for advertising and things of that nature, but they're being supported generally by by ticket sales, and obviously you can't have many ticket sales in the COVID era right now. So, And if your team um, is last in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and so they may have to uh, end up cutting the program and get replaced. Um, so it's a little bit unknown right now. I'm sure that's why it's down most places. I would assume that they're going to get – I mean, they'll get picked up by someone – I don't know who, but there's also like weird turnover in the. We, I mean, we kind of saw this a little bit with Astralis behind the scenes last season, last uh, last year, where that acquisition happened. In, it was like the middle of the summer, right? Now they still went by Origin for the rest of the season, but like they had, they had changed all the machinery behind the scenes had changed for that team, and we saw that they struggled with it. So obviously, it's not something to ignore. These players probably have, you know, job security questions in mind, but like, I think there's also, to me, there's like this weird chance that like there's an equal, there's an equal opportunity that this could be a galvanizing factor and a debilitating factor. Like, I think that's, I think it's a coin flip either way. I think I'd be more worried if I was staff, at least in this short, the short term. I think like coach and general manager are almost like very likely to get replaced if the team like changes to somebody else buying their spot. But I think whoever buys the spot is pretty likely to keep the roster, at least for the moment. Yeah. So I think, like, short term, I think if I'm a player, I'd be happier than a than a staff member. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's probably going to affect this week's play from Schalke. Yeah, I, I just – I mean, clearly there's something going on. But, like, I, I wouldn't – I think a lot of people are going to overrate that is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Like, it matters, and it shouldn't be ignored. But I don't think, like, oh, man, their org's – you know, 
under threat of not being there anymore, slam everybody against Schalke. That said, Rogue minus 250 against Schalke. Yeah, I don't think it's like that at all. I just think that you might have a tough time finding this line until Friday morning yeah. at most books. Yeah. Uh, until we get a little like bit I more. Like I said, I only, I only found sense. this at one place. So. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think Rogue minus 250 is a pretty good value here against Schalke. Yeah. Can we, are we ready to say no good yet? <laughs> I don't like minus 250 favorites. I don't even bet G2 very often at minus 250. That's fair. And Schalke, I mean, Schalke have shown that they can beat good teams before, so. I think that's that's a reasonable angle too. And rogues, you know, not nearly as good as you guys. Oh, think here we go. <laughs> Misfits plus one ten. Shocker minus or uh, my god. Misfits plus one ten. Excel minus one forty five. Two teams that are complete enigmas. Excel seem pretty good when you can get past the garbage early game, and Misfits seem pretty bad when you can stall them out in the mid game. So I kind of like Excel here. <laughs> Knock, knock, Jelani. Who's there, John? It's the XL Eagle. This is the week of XL, boys. XL is going 2-0 this weekend. They're not even good. E&J is going to be mad at me because we, we <laughs> both are, are well aware, having looked at the stats, that XL's like stats are very poor, even for their record. But XL is going 2-0 this weekend, boys. And, uh, and I'm putting my flag in the ground once again, just like at the HLE matchup. To the moon, XL to the moon, just for this weekend. I like the team. What can I say? You know, I mean, stylistically, this is like you know, fire and ice, right? I think right now, ice is better. Like this time of year, I think misfits are clearly not very polished at 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 even that part of it. Because how many times have we seen them with a huge lead and they don't know what to do with it? I don't know. I'm I'm very bearish. Like I said I was like long on misfits, but like dude, until they show me that they can do more than this, I'm I'm going to be questioning a lot of things. Now, I don't think the LEC's not playing on 11-4 this week, right? I think they're playing on 11-3 still. Mm, I think they might be headed to 11-4 cuz they already played two two weeks of 11-3. They are going to be on 11-4 this this week. Yeah. So the thing with patches is, in the pro scene, I don't necessarily think it's always going to be as immediate a drastic change as everyone thinks. Obviously, the big jungle changes are, are, are the big highlight of this patch, but it, I think those those changes tend to happen slower. Like a, They're like a couple weeks behind where everyone th- everyone likes to try, oh, new patch on, on the first the first weekend of the new patch. Like It's going to be completely different. It's like, not. Nah, maybe a couple weeks it will be, but... There's an argument, I guess, that Misfits could be better on this patch, but you could say if there's going to be tanks in the jungle, that's good for Excel, right? It's weird. I think Excel are just a better team. I know they've been agitating, like, they're really frustrating, but they're just a better team, right? No? Uh, Excel's like EU Afrika. I just don't want to touch them. Okay, listen. Listen. They lost to Astralis, people. Like, what are we talking about here? So did uh, Fnatic, right? <laughs> this team lost to Astralis. I'm done. I'm done. I'm 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 done. Who else? They gave up 24 kills. Okay, here, here's the real thing. My real analysis. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to Torre, but his brain turned off two weeks ago, and he just doesn't know how to play the game anymore. It's he weird. literally looks horrible, like ungodly bad. Like it 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 makes no sense. I don't know what he did. What happened? But he looks totally lost every game, and he's just completely throwing. 
And honestly, in this game, like Kabe is good enough to take advantage of that yeah. and, and be able to use his lead if he gets one. So that's a little bit scary for me. And I do think the Misfits win condition starts in the bot lane. And that's like my biggest concern with Excel right now. Patrick's been pretty far. good. He it's hasn't we- been as good as I thought he would no, be. No, but no, but like he's been pretty good in spite of, of Torrey, have, you know, struggling at times. There's always a chance that they can't get a day pass for Vander to get out of the nursing home. That's always a thing. <laughs> you have to factor that into the pricing. They have to get him out. Yeah. Uh, ugly. I think it's just, yeah, this is Excel. It's just like they're, they're like equal to me in my head right now. So and I gross. think Excel drafts way better. But last week they tried to play some sinning nonsense that made no sense. They're still not enabling cries nearly enough for my liking. You, and I'll just take I'll take the plus money in this. Do, do you think it's fire. better to fight fire with fire, like Rogue are gonna or not Rogue like Misfits are gonna sin here? And do you think it's better for Excel to kind of like meet halfway in the middle, like play no. like two strong lanes, or do you think they just go full on going to church, going to church Sunday? <laughs> yep, straight up just draft fucking Karthus, Sawani. Vane, just get that composition going. Roll it out, so Seraphine, Senna, and just Karthus, try not to lose and let misfits yeah. beat themselves. <laughs> I, I think so. I, you know, you know me. I'm not a fan of like. Yeah, oh, I know. Well, I, I, I was just thinking. Later, I'll take Jace and I'll just lose my lane anyway. I'm not a fan. Vitality plus four fifty two against G two minus eight thirty three. Vitality got one last week. Looked a lot better. <laughs> Crown shot That's is such... delivering. He's been good. This is a big number, dude. This is a big number, Chris. Just about to say. Vitality. Come on, guys. This is disrespect. Who that. did it beat again? Who did it beat again? Uh, Fnatic. 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 And who beats... Who did Fnatic lose? I mean, won against G2? Transitive properties. Transitive properties. <laughs> yes. I like it. Now... In, in all honesty, I think Vitality is even still playable in DFS even because of the fact that they're playing against G2. And I'm hoping that uh, the their continued improvement, I don't expect them to win. But that's all my take for this game. I like Vitality plus 10.5 kill spread. That's a great kill spread. That's I think that's phenomenal. like, yeah, that's a lock, I think. Yeah. That's like pick of the week style lock. Yeah. I, I like that and then do like a. Uh, you know, do like one, you know, whatever unit you use, do like one unit on that and then like, you know, a quarter or a half on, on the Vitality money line. I think they're live to win this game. G2, this, I mean, it's getting to be about, I know we say that this G2 team is different, but isn't it getting to be about that time where like they just coast for a match? I don't know. Did you hear Yankos talking last week? In the he did the I think it was PGL like the the post game or whatever they call it in Europe. Like he did, he was the the guest for the the posts. Saturday uh, thing, and he was those game lobby. Yeah, and he was saying that not just them, but a lot of teams thought Vitality were going to be very good going into the season, and they just haven't been. And he didn't know why. Like he, they were they were talking about it because they were talking about you know them getting their win against Fnatic or whatever. And he was acting kind of so maybe there's like a level of respect there. I don't like to look too much into those kind of things, but I just thought it was interesting. I think Vitality are live here. This number's too big. The problem is this game is that, like, you're legit best mid laner in the LEC versus worst. That's legitimately the only problem. I it's, it's so hard for me to get past the fact that Caps is going to literally 
he, he's going to chew Milica up, spit him out, pick him up, <laughs> throw him into his own nexus, and then literally break him in half, snap every single bone in his body. Oh my god, this is getting so pull graphic, back of eyes, and then and then just like yeah, I don't know. There's just I, there's like just no way Milica even competes. Well, so I mean that happens know. to my mid laner every game in solo queue, and I win sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but anyways, that's that's the toughest thing here. Like almost any other team, if it wasn't caps, I think I think Vitality's a lot more live. I mean, we saw it last week. Like Vitality was live to win against Rogue, but eventually Larson would just got was just too big. Like he, he's just too hard to handle for Melita, and it's just tough. Yeah, Fnatic. So we talked about it last week. Fnatic are a way more volatile team. So if you were going to throw a dart, that was the dart to throw it against, right? Do we think G2 are like somewhere in the middle or are G2 more on the, the not volatile spectrum? They're less volatile ever since they got reckless. I think yeah. they've been a solid team. So it's weird now. Fnatic looks like the coin flip team that G2 used to be. It's, I don't know. I, I know I just said that like the new patch might not impact things, but like, doesn't, isn't there just an opportunity for some pick to get through? Just Do you like, think like a game here? It could be. Do you think that if the jungle changes to a tankier meta, I don't know if that's what it, what it's moving towards. Um, yeah, but we don't, it, we don't it, know. But if it moves towards a tankier meta, do you think that's actually good for G two? I felt like like Yankos for me was actually at his best on a Suwani or a Skarner yeah. or a Trundle, as opposed to like Graves and stuff. I felt like he was definitely at his at his best on those tanks. So I actually think it could be a real boon for G two yeah, if this tanks too. up the jungle a little bit. Yeah, I, I do. I do as well. But I, I think the other thing people don't talk about with Yankos is that he's actually gotten pretty. Like he's just good at like the meta now. It took him like a little bit. Like we saw he struggled, you know, at times last year. But you know, even by world by worlds, he was he was fine. Might not have been like as good as like you know Kanavi and all these other guys like at that specific style. But like he was good enough to be you know worlds caliber. So. But I, I'm with you. Like this could potentially be a huge buff to him. I don't know. I, I think you just this vitality numbers too big. Oh, well, as far as oh, good. Sorry, sorry. Good. yeah. As far as patch goes, I think the discussion was more ganking junglers versus um, what do call it carry junglers. That yeah, uh, you can go to the interview that Ashley Kang has with Canyon, and you can uh, see what they are expecting going forward. But Overall, they expect carry junglers to still be part of the major part of the picks, but just you'll see a little bit more changes to gankers. Right? Yeah. Mad Lions minus two thirty three. SK Gaming plus one sixty three. Mad This is weird because like I think I think Mad are this much better, but I just struggle to trust this team game to game. Like I think yeah. this probably is a Mad bet. I'm just gonna hate it. I don't like going up to that number like I was talking about earlier yeah. with Rogue versus Jolka, so I think I'm going to end up fading this one. I like the next matchup for SK as a better bet than this one personally. So, Josh? Uh, this is probably mad kill spreads, but I'm trying to pull them up right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, they're not posted yet, but I'll, I'll be looking mad kill spreads here rather than, than uh, money got, line. Let me see if I got anything. Yeah, Mad Lions is so maddening is that the games that they should win, they, they pull a misfit at times they're not as bad to that level yet but it's just on the spot where i think they would smash and i would like full stack them they decide to lose and you know they win in games that you know you like against fanatic they won against them you, know, you can yeah, get a cheap, in the, like, 
cheap six and a half or a juicy five and a half on the kill spread. I think that's a decent yeah, play. I'm with that. Yeah, I, I like the kill spreads there. Uh, Fnatic minus 455, Astralis plus 300. You have to bet Astralis. I mean, listen, the team is they're, – they're, they're, right now they're the EU Dignitas. And for me, that's just like what I'm saying is not necessarily that they're, they're playing the same style or anything, but that just means to me it's I go into every game thinking they have literally 0% chance to win and they keep proving me wrong. So yeah. at some point I have to give them their due respect. They've and, been playing better. Yeah, they they do look better, admittedly, with Magic Felix in the game. He's yeah. a very stabilizing presence, I guess. And it, the thing is, Nuke Duck was doing that, so I, I don't know why it's so different. It's, but it's they weird. have, it's, yeah, it's weird. Look better. Like I, I don't know. Do you feel the same way that like the, the team, like the everyone's just playing better? Like I don't know if this even has anything to do with Magic Felix or not, but for whatever reason, it's working. So, fanatic or highly volatile. Up. Yeah, and Jesco has been what I think is actually the most improved from when they were losing to when they were winning because promise you has stopped hard inting and Jessica has started being able to carry. He's looked like a monster these past couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, no bets for me. I think that's reasonable. XL plus one Oh two SK gaming minus minus one thirty five. pick of the week. XL is going to zero this week and this is the match they're going to win against SK gaming plus one Oh two as an underdog to SK gaming. You're going to find XL taking it down here. I'm much more confident in this one than the Misfits one, even though I'm going to bet both, I think. I like it. Any other thoughts on this one? I'm wondering why XL is a dog here. I'm trying to figure it out. SK has won their fair share of game, and I'm still scratching my head how they did so. Excel- I'm, not, I'm not buying this. Type. SK are weird because like, I don't think they're bad. Like They're clearly better than I thought they were, but I'm still I still don't think they're that good. And that's the thing. Like, I'm very undecided on them. Uh, SK to me is the team that, that we, it's so funny how all these regions have teams that fit the similar mold. Yeah. But to me, SK is the team that's just going to abuse mistakes. Yeah, that's all they are. They're they're going to be a gatekeeper because of the way that they play. Yeah, they're not going to hard destroy you in lane. They're not going to hard destroy you in team fights. But if you make a mistake, they're going to punish you for it. And I think yeah. that's what they're. I mean, to me, it seems like that's kind of what their coaching staff preaches because that was a similar mold to what they fit last year. If you, um, if you had to power so. rank them, like where where would you put SK? Like total right gatekeep, like six seven, like right wow, there. So you, five, you're five, you're pretty seven. you're pretty high on them. Then like, I think you, they're the gatekeeper for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think they're right there with like Schalke and and like yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like Vitality. I, I, uh, no, I mean Vitality right now just Excel. has no chance of getting there, but. But Do yeah. Vitality finish in last place? I don't think so, because I think they're, what, two two games behind right now? I'd take Astralis at even money to be last at the end of the season. Okay. Does somebody offer me that bet? Well, they're one game behind Astralis what about right Misfits? now. It's like two games behind Misfits. What would you put odds on Misfits finish last place? Uh, Like plus a decent number, like plus 500. I don't think Misfits is coming last. They might have to. They might have too much of a head start. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Shulka minus one seventy. Misfits plus one thirty. It's probably just I'm, Shulka. I'm probably not going to bet this game. If I was, I actually think I might bet Misfits. I think Shulk is like the ultimate can lose to any one team, yeah. and Misfits does a pretty good job of of getting early game leads. Sometimes I could see them beating Shulka here, but I think I'm going to end up not betting this game. 
I'm just going to start going through these. Comment if, you, if you've if you got something. Vitality plus 250. Mad Lions minus 350. Vitality? Pick of the week. Vitality money line. Wow. Bot diff? Bot diff. Bot diff. Bot diff. No, so, yo, that's a legitimate thing. Crown Shot's been good so far. Arzy's been. And Karzy, they, they kind of got right last week, but, like, I still have big questions about this bottom lane. Like especially Carzy, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I can say it. Like that's an avenue of victory I can actually see. I'm this on one's board. Tough. I'll be with you. This one's it, it's while it's similar to what I said about G two, it's because Humanoids is, in my opinion, the best player. Maybe Kaiser is, but regardless, what I'm saying is that it, it, it's going to be a mid diff. But I think that um, it's it's closer enough that Crownshot can hopefully make up for Crownshot and uh and the Brav. They've looked good together, yeah. And they've started stabilizing even even their loss to Rogue. You saw the avenue to where they could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Every game with Crown's in the roster, you've seen much vastly improved drafts, although some questionable AD carry picks, the MF and the Ez, <laughs> I'm not sure about, but still much better drafts overall and much better like early to mid game. And then just like barren throws have really cost them. So yeah. if they can find a way to get past that, then, then they're definitely live. And I like this number against Mad Lions, regardless in, of team, honestly. In a weird way, Vitality are the same team. It's just they have a better AD carry. Like, cause like they were, the players were doing well. Like you looked at them, like they were, their landing numbers were good. Their economy numbers were good. Like they were definitely due for like positive regression. And then they also had a crown shot. So like, I, I'm kind of in on this. Like I think Vitality so, are going to make like a second half push. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but like they'll be yeah, good. It in would the take a, half, I think it would take a Shulk-esque miracle run. But the other thing I'll say is just comparative line value. I talk about this almost every week, but Mad Lines versus SK is plus SK is plus one CC three. Vitality is plus 250, and I think everyone was on Vitality when they played SK two weeks ago, and yeah. that was crowned the first week with the team. So yeah, I'm um, tough for me to pass up that value. Rogue minus 600. Uh, what's up? I just said totally agree. Got it. Rogue minus 667. Astralis plus 400. Yeah, no bet there. Yeah, it's pass. Maybe Astralis kills it. So Rogue are a team you can play kill spreads against because they're like totally cool winning a game 12-2. So when you get to these like you know eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half kill spreads, that's that's where you hit, you you go against Rogue. I am flabbergasted that John's not taking Astralis plus four hundred against Rogue here. Honestly, I'm curious. What, what are you I, thinking there? John? I'm Astralis as bearish on Astralis as I am on okay as as I am on Rogue. Gotcha. Classico, part a million G two minus two hundred. Fnatic plus one fifty. Give me G two, dude. Slam dunk. Yeah, I think you bet G two. I, I'm not you go the other G2. way. I just take plus money. Yeah, I mean, okay. You're That's telling better. me G2's minus two hundred against Fnatic right now? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, feel like I think they're better for sure. I do. I I just I think they're maybe like maximum I would pay is minus one sixty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, feels like a fifty fifty game more so for me. I mean, we don't know what we'll get with Fnatic, but certainly G2. I do expect G2 to win because they don't lose to the same team twice. I think. Might like that. That was like literal just gut reaction. I think I'll probably like talk myself out of this one when I think about it some more. But like my gut reaction was G two were just gonna raffle stomp this. Fnatic made too many mistakes. Like that. that like I, so, Fnatic can like play all like play crazy like this, but G two do the same. Like they're just better at it. I think maybe not this the, season, but the yeah. other interesting angle is the the jungle change. Literally, this is like the the matchup you would put on paper for which yeah. jungler benefits the most from from a from a potential meta shift uh comparatively because self-made's 
literally the other complete opposite side of the spectrum. Maybe um, Lee Sin gets back. We'll see. Yeah. Cloud LCS. Cloud nine. Minus eight hundred, Golden Guardians plus four seventy five. Unbettable there. Guardians kills for it? No. Can I interest in No way. Oh, no way, dude. I don't want very to tempting. Team very total tempting, under. No. How low can Golden Guardians go? Against Cloud Nine. This is gonna be like a six and a half team total. Cloud Nine kinda screw around a little bit sometimes. This is a perfect. Yeah, I don't think team. I would even bet that. Yeah. Maybe Golden Guardians kill total over. I think that's actually not a bad play, but we'll see. I don't know. The Golden Guardians are still really bad. It took that cl- that clown fiesta for them to get a win. So, Golden Guardians. Like I, I've been t- I've been writing on it. The Golden Guardians are maybe the worst professional team we've seen in the West for a while. Yeah, that's what I, was, I said. I was optimistic about Niles and, and Iconic, but like this, t- they they don't know how to play professional League of Legends. Like they don't, they don't do any of the things. They don't counter punch ever. They just kind of stand there and take it and hope they don't lose too hard. Like, and I say that like I've been smashing teams for that, but like the teams that do it at least know what you're supposed to do. They're just slow about it. Like you, I can smash on a DRX all I want, but like G- DRX at least know, you know, when there's a play happening on the other side of the map, you got to counter punch. You got to take a dragon. You got to dive bot tower. You got to get a gank. You got to trade flash for flash. They just stand there. That's it. Like I don't know. I I legitimately don't know. Like I think that was like a one, that was like a one in a hundred game that we saw. I think oh, you I play just that. Feel, oh yeah, and I, and I just feel so bad for a lot of people in that organization. I get the feeling we're going to see coaching and GM changes in that organization, and I, I would so be too. so mad. And I would be so mad that they got rid of my entire team that I took to like uh like looking great last season, and they gave me this team, and now I get fired as the coach of the GM. Uh, I think I would be pretty mad. And I'm not saying that they've like adapted well because Golden Guardians has been awful this season. But I'd be pretty annoyed if I was one of the coaches or something and they, they replaced a team that we scouted for like two years and put together. Yeah. And then now I get fired. It's it's brutal. Like I I mean, we knew they were taking a risk. Like We were pretty optimistic and at least, you know, we didn't think they were going to win the league or anything like that. But we were like, oh, this could, you know, it might take them a little bit to gel, but they could get it. But they're not doing anything differently. They just look bad. So, yeah. Cloud9. Maybe Cloud9 kill spreads. Liquid minus 217. TSM plus 158. TSM looking better. I'm still hesitant to say, oh, they've arrived. I'm not I'm not getting there yet, but they look a lot better. Like, different team better. Liquid have looked a little shaky at spots, but... This is interesting. This is like maybe TSM or pass. Just got reaction to it. I think I lean that Liquid's going to win, but I don't think I'm betting the game. Yeah. Josh? Feels like a TSM bet to me. Yeah. I think so, too. It's a little weird, but I'm about it. Chris? Any leans on this one? Same thought. Yeah, I think I'm, I would take TSM here. Like you said, I had a TSM or no bet, but I'm leaning Num- taking numbers it. Numbers just a tad rich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good 100 odds. Thieves one. minus 370 against CLG plus 258. CLG have looked really bad. They're going to have another week with Brox. So Pobelter's back in. 100 Thieves, kind of volatile with the way they play. Still think 100 Thieves are very, very good. Don't don't freak out about that loss. That was, I mean, I hope they don't tilt off that. 
That was embarrassing, honestly. But I'm not qualify. worried about hundred thieves. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. That said, I, this is a big uh, number, though, man. Wait, I, I'm kind of. I kind of want to dive in this just a second. Yeah, like, good. We're really not worried about a team that just lost to what we said is the worst Western team in the in recent history that played a Jana Siver bot lane against Kaiserell, and and we're not worried at all. Come on. Like Siver, a, I think Sivir's good right now. Sivir's Sivir's good on this patch. Yeah, I think Sivir's. I think she's pretty no. good. Ah man, I don't know. It's. I mean, you're telling me we lost with Kaiserell with the best AD carry in NA Rell against the worst Jana team. That's worth. I I think like, we yeah, might so. see a meta shift in that because I've noticed. Like I think Enchanters are actually just very strong right they now. Are. We're not really seeing Enchanters. We're not at seeing all. it because Kaisa and Samira are in the game, and Samira is going to be out. So there's a good chance that we start seeing just Kaisa bans. And I think Lulu and Janna and those people are going to start showing up a little bit because they're strong right now. Nami. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Seraphine. Sona. No, maybe not Sona. We'll see. But I'm with you. Like Even even post-nerf, the, the Moonstaff combo is, is really, really good still. So, Anyways, I'm just saying I think there's there's more reason for concern than we're letting on here. Oh, with, I'm betting CLG game. here. I'm definitely betting uh, okay. CLG here. Okay. I was uh, about to afraid. <laughs> Like, like I afraid you guys were going to pass them on this. I don't think CLG are good, but like maybe you know Pobelter helps a little, or even if he doesn't, I think if this was RJS, I'd probably bet CLG. I'll I'll issue it here. I issued it to Big Kevin the Discord, and I actually never saw his response. So if he wants to respond in Twitch chat, but if anyone wants to hit me up, I will. If you want to name odds for Pobelter having a positive CSD fifteen in this game, I will happily, gladly collect money from you. <laughs> Fly quest plus one eighty. Yeah. Evil geniuses minus two fifty. Dude, evil geniuses are another enigma team, dude. I mean, we kind of saw this coming, right? We knew that they were just going to be like this, so I'm not really. This surprised. is how they've always. This is how they've always been. They always have at least one portion of the year where we're like, they could be the best, and then they have some other portions where we're like, they're just gone. They're off. They're off their rockers. They have like a two or three week period where like this is the worst team, isn't it? <laughs> it's like. EG are just they're they're good they're just going to be inconsistent so like they're they you don't want to back EG as favorites you want to back EG as underdogs that's I think that's the way you want to do it like they've been a better team overall than FlyQuest I think but I'm not laying 250 with this team no way not a best of one maybe in a series I could do it but not a best of one I'm not betting either one I don't think um, FlyQuest yeah. lost a lot of my a lot of my respect when they lost to Dignitas. When that happened, I, I, I started to think maybe FlyQuest isn't going to make it this split. Any other thoughts so, on this one? Just pass it. So this is NA. I got to make sure this is NA, right? Yeah, this is NA. <sighs> so I don't know what will happen. Nothing logical will happen. I think FlyQuest is a good bet here because of that. Purely because of that. LCS sucks. It's a good, it's a good number. And when it comes to consistency, there is none in the LCS, yeah. and they just show up like that again. I think this is plus money. I'll take. I'll take. Is it Chris is on the every dog plan. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, we got Immortals plus one or nine, Dignitas minus one thirty two. I'll tell you what's a stone lock in this game. It's a stone lock that I'm losing money on this game. It doesn't matter <laughs> who I bet on. I could change my mind between now and whenever. It doesn't matter. Like, I will lose money on this game. I am, like, 0 for 10, literally, in predicting games between Immortals, Dignitas, Golden Guardians, CLG. Like, when those, four, two, when those four teams play each other, I'm, like, 0 for 10 in predicting who's going to win. 
I'm just the fucking stone worst at it. So I, I don't even see how I can bet this game. Like, like, how can you not take Dignitas? But I don't even see how I can bet it, because I'm just wrong every single time. Immortals are, like, crazy because they have games where they look so good, right? Like, they actually look good in some games. And it's just a complete dumpster fire in every other one. So I don't... <laughs> like, I want to fade Dignitas, but they're just playing well right now. And I don't know if I want to get in the way of that. that. Not unless I'm getting a good number on it. This is just a pass, I think. Uh, it's Dignitas money line. Dignitas yeah. kill spreads. Dignitas everything. I, I, I'm I, sick. I'm sick. Maybe if I say this out loud, they'll finally lose. So, yep. This team, dude. FlyQuest, plus 300. Liquid, minus 475. 300 is pretty big. That's starting to get to the point where I might consider betting a FlyQuest against Liquid situation, but I'd probably just end up passing this one. I've been a little bit more conservative with NA this year because there's been so many ridiculous results. Yeah, I'll say the this, The few times too, I've gone all in, I've been wrong. So Liquid liquid kill spreads are not as large because the kill totals in their games are lower for the most part, so this is probably like a 7.5. I'm going to take a peek right now, but... Uh, anyway, somebody want to introduce the next game? I'm just going to take a look at this. Yeah, next game we got CLG... Plus two eighteen taken on TSM minus three twelve. Uh, TSM I, these these are two teams with a little bit of a different trajectory so far in the season, but could be a bit of a bounce back. CLG did look a little bit better with Roxy in last week. Um, interestingly enough, I think this is a something to consider. I thought CLG was way more passive with Roxy in, uh, which is annoying because the narrative on him is that he hates fighting, and he kind of proved that true last week. They they really weren't looking to scrap at all. And that's Poe Belter's preferred play, play style as well, as far as we, you know, last we saw. So maybe something like unders here. Um, yeah. Because if you, you have a, you'll have a, probably a hard farming matchup mid between POE and Poe Belter. So something like kill total unders for this game could be interesting. But I like, I like CLG. Angle. I like CLG more in this matchup than the 100 Thieves matchup. I think when you're playing against like a Hooney team and a Sword Art team, you got a lot more volatility there. And I kind of like the idea of playing a slower, like, paced style against those kinds of players. I think Hunter Thieves... Yeah, I think Hunter Thieves is a good, like, solid scaling team that does well in the late game and stuff like that that are probably not going to bust out, like, a center composition and lose early. Wait, Hunter Thieves? Yep, I think think Hunter Thieves is a team that... How many times this year have they been behind in gold at 25 minutes and ended up winning the game. So like, even if they, sometimes their picks are not always in line with this. Yeah, that, that's what it is. scales very well into that portion of the game. So 100 Thieves have been drafted. They have a couple wins this season that they've won in long games where they've been on, like, the – I mean, I guess the center comp, like, for lack of better terms. Like, they've been on the tempo team, and they've been outscaled and just managed to pull a rabbit out of – not pull – like, they engineered, you know, their own – their wins and everything, but they – their games that they probably shouldn't have won. But – I kind of view Hundred Thieves as the opposite. Like I, I do think they're just good, but uh, I see I see the angle you're getting at with this. Like this is just going to be scaling versus scaling, coin flip kind of situation, right? I think the Hundred Thieves is just much better in the mid to late game, and they're going to be yeah. more likely to take advantage of that than when TSM, which I think has a definitely has a chance to completely fall off in that department. That's reasonable. Uh, My only thing is that it's hard for me to like. When's the last time you saw Poe take anything that falls off ever? That's True, Poe is probably argument. not ever taking a he just a, doesn't that kind of pick. For sure, you're right. 
Do you have the uh, over-under on game time? Because this could be the slowest Ooh. game you'll ever have. It's probably going to be like Slow. 34 minutes. Uh, <laughs> what do we got? CLGTSM. Take the over. CLGTSM game time. We're looking at... 32 juiced a juice 32 so like minus 140 on the over that's that's probably, interesting that's probably a good bet honestly do you see either of these teams just like completely whooping the other yeah that's actually probably yeah. a good bet it's juiced for you know a reason because <laughs> um, i really believe like like josh said pobelter and broxa will slow things down for clg i don't, I don't even think the kill total is going to be bad anymore because clg was a easy pick Pick them against NDFS. You just pick any team that plays against them. I don't that's think you can do that anymore. I think that's actually a good bet. So, interesting. 100 Thieves minus 238. Dignitas plus 172. Is this where it happens? We bet 100 Thieves here because Dignitas has no talent on their roster and eventually <laughs> they have to lose. <laughs> like, eventually. No, I'm that's not, not going to go that I mean, far. That's not, that's not true. Neo's, Neo's very good. Dardox played well this season. I think Afro moves had a bit of a resurgence. I think Fake God's been really good too. Saligo's just kind of been himself, you know, not bad, but yeah, not good. But I just think they're so out talented in this matchup that I just yeah. this is not the same. Like all these Dignitas wins that I'm complaining about, they're all against Immortals, CLG, Golden Guardians for the most part. Those fly quests, like bottom half of the table teams. We're not sitting here complaining about you know Dignitas stomping on TSM or or any of these other hundred thieves. They're, they, we're, we're mad because they beat the other low-level teams. I don't think they're going to have anywhere near a winning record against the top four teams in the league. This is a big number, though. This is probably 100 Thieves. I'm the resident 100 Thieves hater. And this is still 100 Thieves? Oh, man. This is like, who do you hate more? This is what this is. I don't Wait, I I'm, I actually am internally conflicted. I'm going to, like, self like. What's the word when you explode? You're gonna I'm going to combust. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like combust if I try and bet a side of this game, so I'm just going to not. This like might just be an accurate number. Like the more I'm thinking about it, like this is maybe just a pass because it's a good number. You might be right on that. I'm going to bet 100 Thieves because I want to get a Dignitas game. <laughs> I'm confident they're going to win. So I'm just going to bet it. EG plus 180, Cloud9 minus 250. You had me at EG plus 180. I actually really like EG in this matchup. This I like EG's underdogs, matchup. man. I like them in this in this underdog situation better than any other one too. Because yeah. Cloud Nine is definitely a team that will blow for blow with them, and and somebody's going to come out a victor at the beginning of the game, yeah. like pretty yeah, exactly. Early. And it could be EG. So I, I, I like EG plus one eight. Dude, these two teams like walk into a bar and just hate each other, and like five minutes later, there's a fist fight. Like that's what's going to happen here. Like not that there's any kind of rivalry. It's just like how they are. So. It's a 100% exposure game for DFS. I can oh, pretty yeah. much guarantee you when I build my lineups, I'm getting 100% exposure. This is going to be an LPL game, dude. There might be 40 kills in this game. Uh, anybody oh, um, not on EG? I don't think you... Uh, well, I mean, Perks versus Jizuke we've seen in the past, but I think EG won this last matchup. I honestly think right now, like, I know I've talked about this a lot at ad nauseum, but, dude, impact over fudge right now is just a massive gap. And, yeah. and Fudge has played a lot better since since the lock in, mm-hmm. but Impact's on such a high level right now. It's 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 honestly insane. Like the fact that he had like five deaths against Alfari, wasn't it against Alfari, and yeah. still came back and made monster plays in that yeah. game. Like what? 
Like he, he I, he's just on another level right now. Personally, is, is my news, I don't know. Newsflash: Impact is just a good League of Legends player. I don't know where I don't know where we got lost and forgot this, but I mean, you could criticize like getting that far down to Alfari in the first place, but yeah, you're right. Like, there's something to be said for like making do with what you've got, and he was amazing in that game considering the situation he was in. So, yeah, I'm EG as underdogs is just gonna be a play. Like I think, I think I'm probably gonna end up backing them as underdogs pretty much every game unless the number's not that good. So, yeah, dude, Perks and Blabber are like hard smurfing carrying this team. Perks and Blabber are maybe the best duo. Like they're the best duo in this league, I think. Right? Any, any yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they're I mean, they're right there with you know Darduck and Sligo. And- <laughs> Apparently, right. <laughs> Immortals plus one eighty golden guardian or minus one eighty golden guardians plus one thirty five. This is the one for this day that I just am never getting right. There's no chance I'm getting golden guardians immortals right. Dude, it's just I, me... I hate it, dude. I, I hate North America. I'm probably gonna end up laying money on immortals here. I'm gonna hate it, but good luck. You never see Niles get twenty kills in a game because that's what's coming. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Hundred percent. This is like I'm gonna bet Immortals and play Golden Guardians in DFS probably. <laughs> Any other opinions on this riveting it, matchup? Do you? Th- can we find odds on, on neither team ever wins this game? Ooh. <laughs> tie? Is there plus five thousand on a tie? <laughs> Just they both they agree to FF because neither team wants to win bad enough. I don't know, man. It's, Immortals have at least shown me flashes of good. That's what I'm... They're going to be inconsistent, but... Like, I don't know. At, at what point... Do we, do we think Golden Guardians ever actually get better? That's the, that's the real question I think we need to ask, right? Like, is this team going to progress and learn what to do? And, like, how fast do we think that happens? Because if we can get ahead of the curve on that, even a little, like, even if you're, like, looking for certain signs, and, like, maybe the next week you back them after that, Here's the problem. So, like, let's say that this week Niles has taken, like, a big step forward. Because I think we can all say Niles has been a big problem for the team. Yeah. Let's say Niles takes a big step forward this week. Their bot lane is sticks A. <laughs> they have sticks well, in their bot lane. My whole issue <laughs> with this team is, like, it's not just Niles. Niles is, like, the one that's getting exposed and camped. But it's because the whole team doesn't know what the hell to do. Yeah, it's because the whole team's terrible. You're and right. I'm not and even trying like, to bail Niles out either because he's made plenty of mistakes. But, like... They don't know how to play a professional game. Yeah, even if that's what I'm saying is like, even if it comes back, it's like everyone's saying Niles is the big problem. But even if he comes back this week and he's like an above average top laner, the rest of their map is garbage. Like, I don't know where they go to like, oh, yes, now we have a serviceable top laner. This is a legitimate F tier team, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like, until they prove otherwise. I wanted to mention something a while back, but interestingly enough, I think this is a team that could benefit greatly from the jungle changes. Because I think when you have a player that's struggling in Iconic, his first year on stage, similar to Niles, he's just not getting as much flack for struggling as well. If you can put a player like that just on a tank, like tanks are always useful. Yeah. Like if, if you're a Sejuani, you can just be an ultimate bot. Yeah. If you're playing Maokai, you can just be an ultimate bot. Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like these, these Simplify these champions, the game. Skarner, ultimate bot. Like, you know what I mean? If you get these guys on champions, not like a Graves that has to make plays. A Lilia has to make plays. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be good at navigating team fights. With these with these other champions, like, that could that could greatly help them. Um, give me some so, Jarvan Misfortune or Ash Skarner. Yeah. Like, just give me, you know what I'm saying? Like, just simple to execute, easy shit. Like, yeah. 
this team could really benefit from like a hundred million dollars and the removal of the import rule. I can see, I can see this God team benefiting it. from that. We're not having that conversation again. <laughs> not right now. Maybe in a few weeks when it comes up again, because it always will. But uh, just real quick, piggyback is that's true, Josh. I totally agree with you, and uh, that is part of the big success of Dignitas. Yeah, if you just like look at some of these games, they're just playing easy compositions. I even had people asking me who like didn't even know anything about league. Like a couple people different asked me like. Why are you taking these cops that are hard to play when it's when they're fucking immortals? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea why they're yep. taking cops that are hard to play when they're immortals. <laughs> why are they not just picking exactly what you said? Yeah. Play Malkai jungle, Malphite top, some eighty carry that kills people, some mid legit. And there's Go. meta versions of this too. It's not like you have to play off meta to do it. Like you can just play like just literally go look at what DRX is doing in the LCK. Just play DRX's comps every game. I mean, maybe you don't have Kyos, like PO6 Kindred, but like. Just play that kind of stuff. And I'm biased because I've always liked these simple press R comps. But, like, if you if if I just came out and Golden Guardians drafted MF Jarvan Rumble, I don't even care if Niles is the worst Rumble player in history. All he has to do is press R when Jarvan presses R and MF presses R, and they kill the entire enemy team if they hit two people in the Jarvan R. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so just like, like, do we trust this coaching staff to do that? Because they clearly haven't prepped this team. Well, I don't know. I mean, you guys were just saying, like, how good of a counterpick Janna is in Narell, and they pulled yeah. that out. So maybe, maybe they're doing stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't judge that hard off of, what, like, seven games or whatever this is. Give me Immortals minus 180. TSM minus 240. FlyQuest plus 175. I might bet FlyQuest here. TSM. I might bet FlyQuest. TSM is my team that I'm going to be trying to bet against a little bit, I think, in NA. Not because they were bad during the lock-in. I think that's gone now. I think it's because they have Hooney and Sword Art on their team, and I think I just think those guys are definitely capable of having... Like, Sword Art lost, I do not think, is a premium bot lane, and Hooney's very variant. So even though they've been very good lately, I think uh, there's going to be teams that will, that will get an edge on them earlier in a game and be able to close on them. Uh, no guarantees. It's just my inkling that 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 is eventually going to be the style of, of this team. Me TSM. Any other uh, any objections? Any other thoughts on this game? I can see that point. Of view, John. It makes sense. Golden Guardians plus three hundred. EG minus four fifty. No. Nope. EG. This is pass. I don't want anything to do with this. This is this is this is a close your eyes special on Golden Guardians, yeah. and I'm not. Me- I, it's probably right, and I can't do it until I see something. I need to see signs of life that aren't a 50 minute clown fiesta where the other team beat themselves. Like this is the you. You have Jizuke on that team, right? Yeah, beating themselves is the calling card. Of yeah, the that's what I'm saying. Like uh, Golden Guardians. <laughs> Barely beat a team that was basically trying they to lose. shot themselves like, in the foot. Yes, I, I... But I like I said, like I already said it. Like I'm not taking. I'm not laying big money with EG. I'll take EG as underdogs. This is the this is the game where I just you know 100 EG exposure and then they lose. So yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have them in every single cash lineup. Emmerich's gonna fade them and just get lucky and beat me in head to heads. Anyways, that's just what's gonna happen here. <laughs> Immortals plus three thirty, liquid minus five twenty six. No bet for me. This is getting toward that big number territory. But again, like liquid games, you're not going to get big kill spreads. You're going to get like an eight and a half here, like a juicy eight and a half, probably. I didn't look. I'm just guessing. Like, not enough. I I don't know. Immortals are at least sometimes competitive. So, 
I could maybe see it. Yeah. I would if I had to do anything, it would be immortal kill spreads or maybe a maybe a kill total under or something like that. One hundred thieves plus one twenty six, cloud nine, minus one sixty nine. I would take over on kill total of this up to like twenty nine and a half. <laughs> Damn dude. Yeah, I actually really like the overkill total in this game. I agree. I think there's gonna be a lot of blood in this matchup. Let me see if they got this one up yet. In the meantime, I don't I don't I like the plus money, but I'm not not going to take it. C9 is better than 100 Thieves, in my opinion. Even with Someday at top, I don't think he is impact level this season. Impact's been better than Someday. Yeah, Someday's had a, a, a step back, which is weird. 25.5 minus nine, 109. You Absolutely. That might be the pick of the week, honestly. Holy cow. You can get 29.5 at plus 172. You can get over 35.5 at plus 400. <laughs> If you want to get really spicy with it, do a ladder play here, you know, like interesting. I would like to, I'd like to somehow bet that here, here's what's funny. Like the FBI gap is just like insane. Yeah. And it's not going to matter. Like it, it's like, I want to bet hundred thieves to lose, but FBI still has like an over five KDA or something. Insane. <laughs> same, same game parlays would be dope. This is, you might get uh, that on thrive. I don't know, man. Like, this is probably just Cloud. Cloud Nine have looked really good, man. I don't know. This is probably a pretty good number. Yeah, I like the over. I like the overkill total. Twenty five and a half seems low. Do you think? Like, what are the odds? I mean, here, the only the only thing against that is like, what are the odds that either of these teams just completely obliterates the other one early game? Like, I think that's actually pretty likely. So, like, it, it, I don't think so. I think this game's going to be close. Like, you think that's there's like a fifty percent chance. In, in all games, for either side, that either side just steamrolls, and then the other 50%, it's going to go way over. Like, that's the way I see it. I just, it's hard for me to see a steamroll, because, like, where would it happen? Like, if, like, just blabbering to me, perks, just get an early yeah, play, get but like, kills Even if that happens, like, over. FBI and who he probably still win bot lane. Yeah, that's true, I guess. So, and, and someday might lose his lane, but he's not going to feed I no, think both I of these teams – I don't think either one of these teams is a team that gets snowballed very well. I think both of these teams are very good at when they're behind, still finding advantages and finding a ways to yeah. like get into good team fights and stuff like that. I don't think either one of these teams gets snowballed very easily. Yeah, this is mid-jungle versus bot. <sighs> Perks and Blabber have just been destroying everybody. I'm like so, so skeptical. The thing to add to that too is this is going to become an insane Blabber meta. Because he's already playing Rek'Sai. Like in, yeah. in, in, he's playing Rek'Sai in like a Graves Nidalee meta. And now he gets it in a yeah. more Rek'Sai meta. Like, Is so. it out of line to say he's the best player in the league right now? Like right now. Obviously his career is very young. Who's who's in the argument? It's him, FBI, Perks. I mean, you probably you could have had Core JJ. Core JJ. Impacts. Yeah, I think it's probably Blabber, honestly, in terms he's, of consistency. He's been insane. At every very least, single, FBI, every yeah. single game, dude. Like every single game, he's just insane. I he I don't know how he does it, and he's doing it on, on like all these different picks. It doesn't matter what perks is playing. It's he's. 
I mean, Perk said it before this, like after the lock in, like they did interviews with him. He's like, Blabber's like really, really good. Like he was talking about. It. He's like, and, like I, I, a lot of times it's just fluffing up a teammate. I get that, but like the way he was talking, and it was on the that's what it was. It was on the double lift stream when he was streaming with double lift. Do you remember this? So he was talking about. It. He's like, he's like, no, like Blabber's really good. Like I don't think this was like any kind of thing. He's like constantly working, constantly improving stuff. I, he's been insane. I, for my money, he's the MVP right now. And he's the best player in the league right now. I don't know, we'll see how that lasts. I wouldn't argue with that. Um, last game of the week, Dignitas minus 270. Our key matchup. Kappa. Kappa. Yes. Oh, wait, no, CLG. Can we That's get some fine. Kappas in the Twitch chat? We're streaming live at uh, twitch.tv slash the sports department. We're going to be doing this for all of our shows. CLG plus 194. Lock it in. This is where CLG gets the big win right Where's here. the lock sound effects. Ching. <laughs> 194. Uh, we have a ghost that's a guest on the podcast this week. This is his pick of the week. The The podcast ghost guest has made this his pick of the week. CLG plus 194. I, I mean, I have to. <sighs> yeah, I'm with it. I'm on board. Let's go. Yeah, this was tough. I almost took this over Vitality. And actually... Uh, just just to touch on it quickly. Vince Vince mentioned something before the podcast to me about how in parlays you only you really want more so to take parlays when they're both lines you see value in. Yeah. And like, although it sounds insane to make my pick of the week something that's probably more like plus eight hundred or plus a thousand by parlaying Vitality and CLG, I'm I'm borderline considering it because yeah. I think this has insane line value for me. Yeah. I did have uh, I hit eight parlays during MMA for anyone that was following that storyline. Wow, he's playing MMA uh, like horse wow. racing, dude. With the- <laughs> when I play MMA, I do this for fun, not because I think it's profitable. I parlay all the fights on the card, and then all the fights minus one, and all the fights minus two, and all the fights minus three, and all the fights yeah. minus four, all the way down the card until I'm only parlaying two people. And I'll say this: my parlays included a plus two seventy underdog, uh, and we binked eight of them. There you, wow. you, you can you know if you got a strong read if you really think that somebody that's the big underdog in the books is a favorite for some reason i thought yana kunitskaya was this last weekend and it worked out so if you believe in clg put him in a parlay yeah i uh we still got to we're gonna do a betting 101 show and we'll talk about why that's the case yeah really but, don't parlay but. yeah don't parlay unless it's advantage in all legs this is the ldr um yeah give me clg i'm with it i don't oh my this thing with us team. Right, anyway, that's it. Pick of the week. <laughs> uh, we bricked last week, straight up, just full podcast whiff. Don't listeners, worry about last week; it was fine. Listeners whiffed. All of us whiffed. Now I have to recap. We recap every show, John. I hate DRX. In hindsight, why the hell was I betting a game that had DRX and a Freaka in the same game? That was a lock bet. Whatever, dude. No, it was a slam, it was a slam dunk. I would do it a hundred times. I would do it again. Uh, Could have won. Lost a freak of plus 114 against DRX. Should have won. Don't. Damn it. FlyQuest parlay. Uh, FlyQuest and TSM parlay. Uh, missed for John. Uh, Chris XL plus 133 against Mad missed. Big Kev's jumbo nonsense parlay. I don't <laughs> even remember what. I just I literally called it the, the Big Kev parlay. And I put Did you just make it red without even looking at the game? No, no. I, I, I looked. I looked at, he lost the first game. Shaka, he he had a uh, he had Shaka over SK, and then the guest. 
CLG minus 106 versus. Oh, uh, that was Ghost. That was Ghost. Yeah, Ghost. Ghost play was CLG minus 108 against Immortals, and that missed. Right. I think Immortals won that outright. So. Yep. Yep. 0 and 5. Not tough good, week. But happens. Uh, this week, who wants to go first? I'm I'm gonna go with XL plus 102 against SK. I like that bet quite a bit. And the Ghost is going with CLG plus 194 against Dignitas. I appreciate the Ghost guest putting that in there for me since I can't do two pick of the weeks. <laughs> Who's next? I had a, I had a flip-flop. I, initially, I had T1 over Damwon Moneyline. I thought I still feel strongly about that T1 can pull off uh, a win against Damwon if they put in their full effort and chasing after that playoff spot. They, they are a talented team, and the coaches know each other. I mean, that, this is Damwon's old coach yep. right now on the T1. So uh, I think they lost the first time around, but I, I just really have a strong feeling. But uh, eventually I, I came back to the two like bottom team of the LCK, and I think it's could be coin flippy. Uh, Sandbox has on fleet back on the roster, and so I'm hoping to see a big improvement with that team over Nangshim. It's uh, plus 161. That's a good play. I'll be I'll be with you on that one, 100. Uh, there's a couple I like this week. I like Vitality plus ten and a half against G2. I like the CLG TSM over 32 minutes we talked about. But I think, and God help me on this one, but I'm gonna take Rogue Warriors plus 140 against LGD. Yeah. I'm crazy. What can I do about it? <laughs> but that's gonna be my pick of the week. I just, I just think Rogue Warriors like. I think those teams both suck, and Rogue Warriors maybe get some momentum going because they're going to get Betty, and you know they'll have a match under their feet already. And you know the rest of this, like you know Harrow and Harrow and Forge haven't been bad. It's been it's been Ziv and LGD's top lane is basically non-existent, and maybe you get an edge in the bottom lane or an even matchup. And I think Forge and maybe you know Betty just helps that out. It should be even money at worst with those two teams. So give me a freak up plus one, or not a freak up. Rogue Warriors plus one forty. Freak have broken me. I'm just saying a freak for everything now. God damn it. Ah, uh, no, I ain't messing with that avalanche. But <laughs> I think there's a case for it. All right, that's the pick of the week. Uh, I, wait, I'm go going. Good. Yeah, I'm actually going to run the parlay. It's I, I thought Vitality plus two fifty was great value. I think CLG plus one ninety four is great value. Combined, it's plus like nine hundred, um, and and I think that's an insanely good value for parlay. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go there. Okay. I think both those lines are undervalued in my opinion, uh, given given what the teams could do, and I I think it's a good parlay to just put them kind of both together. That it. way, you're not necessarily risking. You know, you're kind of. I don't know. I wouldn't even talk about parlay math, but yeah. Listener pick of the week. Uh, I only saw one. Two nominations. Kev sent me one. And I'm going to double check real quick to see if there was any replies on that. All right, so let me flip this coin. Or roll this dice, rather, because there's three of them. So we're going to have... Oh, man. It's Fnatic. Let me see which money line this is. It's Fnatic Rogue Moneyline Parlay, compliments of Jacob Vikan twenty two. Uh he said one twenty six. Is that the that's Friday, so 
Rogue minus 250 against Schalke and Fnatic minus 455 against Astralis. That's going to come in at minus 141. So that will be the listener pick of the week for this week. And like I said, guys, I roll a die for this. I had I had three other submissions. I just random number generator and whoever gets it gets it. So what we do is we exclude any from Big Kev and then we roll the die. That's that's the operating procedure going forward. Just FYI. I do. Kev's Kev's sending stuff every week, so I mean he's just gonna have on. He's gonna be on this a lot until more people start submitting them. So get your picks in there unless you want Big Kev's. Kev, are you just gonna start threatening people with DGen parlays? <laughs> yeah, just put like ten team parlays every week. Like, come stop me. What are you gonna do? Kev's gonna submit ten just ten team parlays every week <laughs> until the until everybody else starts stepping up. <laughs> All right, now we now, he says okay. Now we have to add, now we have to get you know more people submitting listener pick of the weeks for sure. So I usually put out you know maybe like an hour or two before the show. I'll tweet out on the Gold Card Podcast Twitter account and I'll retweet it and everything. But you can always DM, if you have come up with anything during the week, feel free to DM any of us or just hit up the Gold Card Podcast Twitter account and you know we'll throw you into the hat to get picked out of here. So that's gonna be it for us this week. Only one more thing: yeah. make sure to come back next week. There's, I got a story I got to tell next week. It's going to be – it's really an epic story, a lot of really interesting stuff. There was a guy named Evenov involved. I mean, you know there's something crazy when there's a guy named Evenov involved. So make sure to show up next week. We're going to hear We're gonna hear about what my connection with Evenov is, how me and him made some money together. Uh, it might have involved ping pong. There was digital soccer. Just come on back next week. We'll talk about it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that could put on lists just Googling Evenov. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out and say that. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned next week for John's epic story time. That's gotta be like we're just gonna have to name the episode something like that. But yes. <laughs> the funny thing is Adam Cliffhanger. That's where it's gonna do. We're gonna get out of here for this week. Everybody have a great weekend. Good luck this weekend, and we will see you guys next time. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.